the NY Patriot Show. Uh, today, this is actually a very special show for me in the fact that I'm actually kind of covering something myself, but with a guest on my own show. Uh, so today, we will be going into planetary magic. I do think planetary magic is um, its a very highly used form of magic. And I also think that if you were to uh, understand what is kind of like going on with planetary magic. Um, not how to use it, but if you see the symbols and you understand what's behind it, you might start to be able to see it in the media, the news, you know, and other things. So um, the point of this is not to teach planetary magic, but more of to show what it's about, how it makes sense to people that use it, and I'm hoping that maybe people will be able to see it in other places and spot it out and be like, ah, that's the bullshit right there. That's magic. So, um, yeah. So, very excited to have... Uh, <clears throat> I got Louie on from Uncanny Mystic Minds. Uh, I got him on with me today to cover planetary magic. Uh, Louie, would you like to introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, what you do, and, uh, you know, what's your show about? And, and plug where they can find your show as well. Thank you, bro. Yeah, well, first of all, right on for having me on your show. I've been I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, Thank you, Yo, me too. Because uh, it's like uh, east, east, west of like of like who let the dogs out? You know what I mean? Like who let the lions <laughs> out? And uh, and it's like east meets west, and here we are. And then I I've been liking your shit for hella long. Uh, Thank you, man. Thank you. All the different uh, esoteric and occultic stuff, like all that kind of stuff, I like. Uh, it's like a big interest of mine. And then, so a lot of the work that like you and Lux and company have done, it's a, it's really good shit, man. Like it's, a, it's some shit that'll hold up um, for sure. And so, um, Thank you. so, Appreciate so thanks that. for that. And uh, yeah, man. So uh, Uncanny Mystic Minds is my podcast. And, uh, and just like in the name, um, I guess it's pertaining mainly to mysticism, but I'm all about energy and like spiritual practices and connections and, um, uh, understanding like especially like in this episode like understanding the essences of the energy and then um and then once you get a feel of like the essences of the energy you know that that can help out your life a lot you know yeah well i, <clears throat> I will say from my own experience <clears throat> when i started getting into planetary magic myself and i will add that uh i mean you know this is just other people's what other people have said to me i'm not sure what to say i mean I guess I would say it probably is a little bit more of a serious magic because it's just a lot more entailed. But uh, I have had a lot of people say to me that they think planetary magic is kind of more of a advanced form of magic as well because a lot of stuff can get integrated in it. But uh, when I was using it myself, I could say is that I didn't use it so much to change the world around me as much as you know most people think that magicians would do. It's the fact of the influences that these things may have on you <clears throat> or the archetype of whatever that thing is, is in you as well. So I would use that to ch basically try to change myself, almost mental alchemy, really, in a sense. Yeah. So I think it's important, like you just said, how these things could also have influences, their energies and stuff over 
us to you know to an extent. So uh, yeah, I think uh, it was good that you actually said like, that because I, I agree with that totally. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred because um, with the mental alchemy that we do, that's like the thoughts, right? And then so the thoughts um, is going to end up permeating like the aura and then the energy. So you're actually navigating your energy like through the matrix, like after like after you've concluded or like come full circle with things, or or just even as you go and as you learn, you know, because it's like a process to like be able to start to feel like things, even like the chakras or or the archetypes of the classic planets. It's just like a, a it, it just uh, it just takes time to to feel it out. It's like it's like its own feeling or something and its own essences, you know. So yeah. Totally, totally agree with that. Um, you, yeah. Before we get into it, I, you know, I, I did mention that um, you know this uh, planetary magic, in my opinion, is used a lot from my experience. Uh, even in the past, when I had practiced magic, I used a lot of planetary magic. And the thing is, with um, the lesser ritual of the hexagram or the greater ritual of the hexagram, one is to banish, and then the other ones to invoke. Um, you can also, in my opinion, you can also use that same ritual for the planets on the tree of life. I would sometimes use that ritual, not so much for, let's say Mars, cause you mentioned Mars or to me earlier, I might actually be contacting Gabora, which is where Mars falls, but I'm still using that same ritual, the ritual yeah. of the hexagram. So, uh, I have, you know, and it mainly, I'll be honest, for most of my magical career, I, I kind of got into that rather fast. And again, that's why I'm, some people told me, oh, it's kind of advanced. Maybe you should wait. I don't know. Uh, but I got, yeah. I got heavily interested into that because it seemed a lot more deeper and a lot more of like in the head. So I was attracted to that stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I guess when you're, when you say that, I think about, um, maybe the reason why people might correlate it to that is because, um, it's like more general, like hell of shit goes into it. Yes, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's like, it's very unlimited. So in terms of like the classical ones, uh, it's like seven primary ones. And then, so each one has its, even though it's seven, there's hell of shit packed into each one of the seven. Oh, hell yeah. And then, so and much. Then, um, yeah. So it's like, imagine like God, uh, God has two, you know, two hands like me. And then, uh, all of them are like the fingers. And then today we're going <laughs> to talk about like, seven of the fingers and we'll leave the three out. Cause I know sometimes there's the tenfold and uh, that's even where other planets like your Ur uh, Uranus and Pluto yeah, uh, yeah. come into thing. But, uh, but for today, for our first meet uh, we'll go because we're classic gentlemen. We're going to go with the classic shit. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go with the, uh, <laughs> well, I, we'll, I, I, uh, go with the seven classic planets and, uh, and then I'll even kind of uh, how I'm going to explain them today. Uh, like on my, uh, on an old show, I had talked about the planets and I went through it like the days of the week. Mm. Like I started, um, with the first one of, of Sunday and I ended on Saturday. Right. And, um, today I'm, instead of that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go up to chakras. See, so yeah, I'm going to go I'm from, glad you're doing from the bottom actually. and I'm going to end it to the top. And then, uh, yeah, so we can go over that and get like a feel for that and correlate all that stuff. And then. Um, that way it feels easier later on. Like if you want to digest the information, it feels easy. Like you can make sense <laughs> yes. of it. Um, you can keep tying it together, you know? Yeah. And, and the good thing I would, I was, I was, when you mentioned something about the chakras, I was like, Oh, that's great. Because like I mentioned in the Kabbalah series that we just started dropping on the occult rejects, the chakras do can align with the planets and the spheres on the tree. It was just that it was something else that I did not want to get into in that series. Cause it would have taken up too much time. And now I have you on here getting into that. 
works yeah. perfect for me. Yeah, so. it's a nice sync. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And by the way, that Kabbalah, because I saw that one a couple of days ago. That Kabbalah one's pretty fire, dude. With you and Thank Lutz. you, I appreciate. There's that. a lot of uh, a lot of information packed in there. You're trying. And, You're trying. Uh, Thank you. And you go detailed, and then you cover different a lot of different points, and then so yeah, so that's that's some that's like pretty pretty good stuff, dude. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, real quick, just for the listeners, and uh, this is not. I'm stressing this. This is not to teach people magic. The reason I am going to go over this ritual is really more is that I'm hoping people catch words or something in here that's like, oh, that reminded me of this that I've seen on TV. Oh, that reminded me of this that I've seen somewhere else. It's just to really put out, it's to put out stuff hoping that people make connections with other things. It's not to learn this. Yeah. So I, I was just going, because I did want to go over, this is, in my opinion, the ritual that will be used when you want to start, from my experience, the ritual you would use when you want to start uh, contacting planetary, planetary energies or at least banishing them, you know, if not invoking them. Um, so real quick, I will just go over uh, the lesser, it's called the lesser ritual of the hexagram. The lesser ritual, the hexagram, mainly how I used it and how I think it's supposed to be used. Um, you are banishing, the lesser one, you are banishing all planetary influences on you. Then if you wanted to invoke or bring in a specific planetary energy, you would use the greater one. And I'll explain the difference and everything with those. So for right now, this is just the lesser ritual of the hexagram. All right, so you're supposed to stand upright, feet together, left arm at the side, and then the right across the body. So you basically, if you had a wand, or if you don't have a wand, or if you're just using your fingers, you're going to keep your hand right here on your chest in the medium line. And I'm going to face the east, and I'm going to say I-N-R-I, Yod, Nun, Resh, Yod. That would be I-N-R-I again, but now in Hebrew. Uh, following that, you would say Virgo, Isis, Mighty Mother. Then after that, you go Scorpio, Apophis, Destroyer. Soul, Osiris, Slain and Risen. And I, uh, Isis, Apophis, Osiris. And then you go, you sound fucking retarded doing this. You go, e something to that extent. I like it. Yeah, you extend your arms like this, and you say the sign of Osiris slain. Then you go like this, and unfortunately, making the sign of a swastika, you say Ray. Uh, <laughs> you say the the sign of the morning of Isis. Uh, then you uh, uh, raise your arms up like this, the sign of Apophis and Typhon. In my opinion, that is the beast, and that is also. The sign that Crowley gave Churchill. Right here. It's funny how there's a swastika in the ritual already, too. And then you cross the arms, and you say, The sign of Osiris risen. And then you extend the arms again. L, V, X, the light of the cross. Some people do that all differently. They, whatever. People have their own things. After that point, you go to the east. The east... Every different direction will have a variation of a triangle. Um, it could be two like this. B 
basically what you do is that you're going to draw different variations of a triangle and you're going to, you know, say whatever you're supposed to say. You, I think basically <coughs> you say Ararita and that stands for uh, Aleph, Resh, Aleph, Resh, Yod, To, Aleph. It's kind of like a acronym. So you will go around the four directions, you will draw your little triangles, and then you will banish these things. Um, then after that, you'll repeat that whole thing all over again, and the ritual's done and over with if you were banishing. If you were then also planning on invoking, um, from my experience, you would banish all that stuff, and then you, instead of closing with that whole thing I read off, because you open and close the ritual with the same thing I just said, Instead of doing that, then you would go straight into the invocation. And then at that point, every single planet will have its own thing of, uh, you'll have, yeah, every single planet has its own spot inside the hexagram. You will trace the hexagram depending on which planet you're invoking. So, like, how do I explain this? You may not be starting from the bottom left. Uh, you might be starting from the top. You know, you're also going to draw the triangles in a different direction when you're banishing than you are when you're invoking. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, you will draw the hexagram out starting from whichever corner that associates with the planet. And then if you want to get real gangster, you're going to try to figure out where the planet is in the sky of that day. You're going to do all four corners, and then you're going to go up to the sky, draw that, do the invoking, and then uh, you do your ritual. You call in whatever you're calling in for whatever reason. Um, I just just wanted to cover that, you know. Again, oh, just yeah. in case anybody might have heard some stuff in there that makes sense to them. Uh, you know, any type of symbolism with the things that I've said. That was the reason why I wanted to cover that. It was not to uh, teach people, but again, uh, yes, and just like, just like Arnold said, which is something I was going to bring up. I don't know if you're a Twin Peaks uh, fan, Louie, but uh, even at times, Laura would say in Twin Peaks, sometimes my arms bend back. And if you were to look at the symbol of Venus and then the symbol of Mars and think of it as a almost like a a stick figure, I could uh -huh. see the difference with the arms bending back at some point. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for mentioning that, Arnold. But uh, yeah, I might bring that up later. I was thinking about bringing it up later if we happen to show like any of the symbols for the planets. But so, yeah, that was my spiel. I just wanted people to see what the ritual was really about. Uh, as you can see, it's very bland in the sense of like that's what you do to start opening up to work with the planets. The rest is all up to the person. Yeah. Like you would probably think, like shit, like shouldn't that ritual have so much more? Yeah, it should because it's up to the magician now what they're going to call in, what they're contacting. There could be, you know, uh, uh, things of God, like ideas of God, angels, archangels, demons. You know, the planet itself. There's so many things that can do attached to that. That that's where the magician actually does. That's where all the real work, in my opinion, starts to happen. That's where yeah. the intention kicks in. That's their creative, yes. That's yeah, creative. like like their creative uh, part that they had on their agenda or whatnot. And uh, I like that you showed that uh, because um, it shows about like the formalities uh, that come that come with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? 
because yeah. there's a lot of formalities and then and then uh it's like crossing your t's and dotting your i's uh yeah. when you when you enter uh, something yeah and close something yeah and, and real right quick, on, dude. real quick before uh, we let you start this off uh, brave new uh, order films uh, I said you just started doing the LBRP, and the hexagram sounds uh, fairly complex. Uh, just wait until you get to the Star Ruby. That's going to be in a completely different language. It's going to get a little bit more complex, probably. So uh, if that's where you're going, if that's where you're heading, yeah. <laughs> just giving you a heads up now. I need a, tra- <laughs> I need a translator. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, the funny thing is, is that in my opinion, the Star Ruby would also be used, I, I think, to contact... Uh, you know, planetary uh, entities as well. So, uh, you know, that's why I even mentioned that. So, uh, yeah, so we got that out of the way. Um, I'm not going to uh, recite the Star Ruby, maybe in another one. Um, but if you want, Louis, uh, if you want to, I guess, kick this off, and we'll get into uh, whichever planet, I think you said you wanted to start with Mars, we'll kick that off. Yeah. You can cover what you got. And then just like the occult rejects, I'll hit you with what I got, and then we'll move on. Sounds like a plan, bro. Fuck yeah. So I'll let you kick it off since you're the special guest. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Of course. All right. Well, uh, before I get into the the actual, uh, like, Mars and stuff first, um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, getting just a little bit about the general stuff regarding the planet. So we can attribute these planetary energies to these primordial forces that have the sevenfold symbolism and that represent the higher powers of the universe. And these celestial bodies are also known as the wandering stars and also the luminaries of the sun and the moon. And they've been getting tracked and observed for thousands of years. And we've tied them uh, over time. We've tied them to deities and heavenly beings as well. So, if we can work with these energies, we can align ourselves to the order of the cycles that influence us every day. It's like a celestial template. Yeah, and I would. You know can, what? Real quick, and not to interrupt you. Yeah, no, go. Bro. This is uh, where I think you know. This comes in with the problem with teaching people shit. Like I was saying before, I'm not here to teach people stuff, but what you're saying is true. And the thing is, is honestly, I think like what he's getting into influencing stuff, this stuff can be used against us or you can start figuring it out and actually change yourself. I'm just not the one who wants to start teaching people how to do that. I'm not putting my name on that. But what you're saying is that if you did understand these things, I do think you would be able to become a better person as well. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. And um, like for me, it's a, it's given me a lot of closure in a sense of like, um, I know we've all like, you know, different people have had their conversations or, or at least people like us who are into this kind of stuff. We've, we've had conversations about like, uh, like archons and stuff like that. And, um, and so uh, a lot of like negativity, obviously, um, is is a byproduct of 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 this archontic force or or archons or how i see uh, i can see our Ar- Ar- archontic parasites i can even see that sometimes but um what this is kind of giving me closure on is like uh, when you think of arc archons arc is in the beginning these these planets are also tied or correlated to archangels 
you know, like uh, Michael with the sun, uh, Gabriel with the moon, Raphael, uh, Mercury. And, um, and a lot of arcs, a lot of arcs mentioned. Exactly. So when you learn about this and then like you get into uh, these things, it's like uh, you see that there's a there's an inverse for every one. There's like a, like two sides of a coin type of a deal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's another thing. I was going to mention it, but you just did. Uh, yeah. yeah, like every one of these planets too, just from, from my experience of how I've worked with them and looked at them, they all do have a negative and a positive attribute to them as well. Like, yes. It's not yes, just that's, that's exactly. Either. Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. There's a sh- – like the – like the sun side, the light side, but then there's also the, like the shadow side or the dark side of it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to call that. And then, so what I'm, I guess what I believe is that, um, like knowing the essence of the archetype, it gives you closure on this whole archon shit. And then you can kind of get, uh, like an empowerment about knowing what time it is and what's going on with all this. And then yes. how you, and how you can kind of get away from like the, uh, like the like the victim mindset, and so uh, and so I mean it's it's the universe speaks in jokes and it speaks in all this stuff right <laughs> where it's like arc archangel arc the other side would be like an archon right and then that that that's how I see it and then so and you toss arc welder in there and you can really get some crazy ideas going on right well, yeah <laughs> there you go like uh, Mars is like a type of welder, you know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a forger for that shit, you know. But anyway, so and uh, and so that's something that's given me a lot of closure through the years because growing up, the last God, roughly the last half of my life, uh, I've been able to see like things like uh, celestial orbs, but at the same time, I can also sometimes see parasitic entities, right? So this shit was something that I've been dealing with and living with, and coming to grips with the planet, the, 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 the divine planetary archetypes, it, it lets me be able to be here without feeling like a victim or something like that. You know? So oh. yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. Cause it's all about like empowerment in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, in my opinion, when it starts coming down to planetary magic and when you, I even think when you start kind of trying to tie that in with the Kabbalah in the spheres, I think you can start to see, uh, like, you know, there's vices and virtues, good things and bad things. Uh, You can start seeing, in my opinion, you can start seeing the negative attributes and the positive ones. And from my experience and the way I look at it, it seems like the positive stuff tends to be more of like the mental alchemy, maybe, or how you're using that energy to change you inside and then I've, I kind of think that sometimes when you're using that magic to maybe use against others to obtain stuff, that can almost yeah. be like the negative or the vice side because, in my opinion, you're still not using magic right if you're trying to fucking control others. Yeah, because you know? if you think about that with what you just said, probably what happened right before that, you know, the, the latter half of the one you're talking about, what probably what happened right before is that they were probably thirsty for something. Or like a craving, you know, and so if you're like thirsty for something or a craving for something, I wouldn't really be doubling down on the on the intention per se. You know what I mean? I've seen it time and time again. And then so it's like the way that I've kind of gotten to know these archetypes is that I didn't exactly like now I kind of work with them in my way, but um, I never really went out for them. It was more like they would like I would be spoken to by them like in my day 
and then it's like holy shit and then like like uh on some days like I'll, I'll tell stories about it later but pretty much it happens in synchronicities and then all the stuff that's going on in your head the universe is just like matching you like like straight up like holding your hand like oh shit like we're holding hands and then you end up and and what i do is i keep asking why well why this and i, I keep going into why and i end up by that by default i end up kind of filtering through and seeing what archetype is speaking to me at that time gotcha. that's kind of how kind of how that works for me like one of the ways you know a common way hey, real quick i just want to ask you when it comes to archetypes have you ever like what's your thought like I think a lot of archetypes sometimes can actually really be just kind of like a grand story for really uh, shit going on in your head or a uh, or maybe a type of mindset or an attitude that you're taking on, regardless if it's good or bad. Do you think sometimes archetypes could just be that and that an actual Beautiful. literal God? Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I think that because a lot of these things are tied to like myths, right? Like you'll have uh, the myth of Hercules and the myth of Poseidon, you know, who's like a above version of, of uh, Jupiter. There's like all these different mm -hmm. versions of Jupiter, right? Thor. So all these myths are stories and ways along with the arc, like the actual physical archetypes that people could draw. This stuff is ways that it communicates with our subconscious. Cause that's a part of us that we can't just grab off the top. It's the one that requires like actual, like, like work, work, you know, like in, a bunch of internal work or whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's a way for that stuff to communicate with you. And then uh, that's how, and then that's how we end up coming to shit here because it's very abstract, you know, uh, oh, yeah. I guess that's why I'm into this kind of stuff because I'm very, uh, even though I, I use both, but I'm very right brainy, like like uh, very abstract. I'm a very abstract. No, I'm the same way. Like same way. Yeah, you are definitely the same way because you're <laughs> all about uh, people who love symbolism and and like and like like decoding symbolism. I do that shit all the all the like. That's a super abstract, right brainy, intuitive-y uh, side. You know, I mean, we all use both, but uh, people have things that 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 they gravitate to in terms of like passion or whatever right? yeah, yeah and so um no i agree with that's yeah. probably why i'm into lynch david lynch so much i would consider him abstract artist so See? You know. there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah and then so <coughs> that's, it, yeah it's, it's that's probably why we get a, like we we uh we get along and we like we uh like each other's shit because of that. We're, we're, we're very abstract. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I had even mentioned that too. I wanted to ask you that question because it is in my opinion. And, you know, I was glad that you were able to you know say the same thing. I do think, and I do think this is also part of the psyop when it comes to magic and secret societies. This is when Crowley saying slave to the gods, I think comes in is when you start thinking these things are real and they're not an archetype of the mind. Yeah, you almost start idolizing something that isn't yeah. even real and expecting it to fix yes. your life. Yes, and and here we Which go. Is where with, we are uh, today with the, the government, with uh, and also <laughs> religion. You know yeah. what I mean? And then so uh, whoop de whoop. I mean, we're living in it. We're we we get enough examples a day. You know, I think everyone knows what the hell we're talking about. You know, we get enough examples in and out of our damn day. You know, uh, it's funny, especially. Yeah, especially where I'm at, like physically, it's so funny the shit that I that I observe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, and so you just got to kind of stick to your stick to yourself, stick to your guns, and your own your own energy is the best for yourself. You know what I mean? And then then you can feel your own voice, you can feel your own heart, and then from there on, then you can be able to 
handle whatever funniness is out there, you know? Yes, but, um, yes. Yeah, and yeah. I would even like to add, I, it was something that you were saying before, and it kind of, this is how I think about it. You're talking about, like, the influences. Sometimes I think of, like, all those planets or all those spheres on the tree. They're almost kind of like their own radio station, in a sense, where it's got this various uh, maybe set of, you know, like 50 stations that that one sphere sends out. And then this one planet has its own, this one planet has its own, and so somehow, some way, our yeah. brain just decides to pick up that station. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I that's think why that's I love, almost how it has its influence in itself, too. Kind of. Yeah, that's why I love the the whole notion of, like, the classic, because it's like, you got to start somewhere, and then so it's like a, like, how you describe that, that's like the broad, like a broad, a broad wave. You know what I mean? Because then in Mars, then you can get into a shit. Like there's a shit ton of different like deities and like spirits associated with all that stuff. But I just kind of like staying general or at least to start with, because then if you can't get your grip on the general or like a foundational part, then later on when you try to get into like detailed shit, you're, you're, it, you might get lost real quick, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Or, That's why we, we, we tried to even with the Kabbalah series. I was like, you know, we had to kind of dumb this down to an extent or people won't even get it at all. So I, I yeah. yeah I know I don't know exactly what you mean. Yeah yeah, and I even think sometimes a lot of that shit is actually like kind of almost done on purpose. Me and Lux were saying that. I think sometimes this shit gets so mystified and woo wooed that ends up screwing up kind of the whole actual knowledge or you know occultism behind it. Yes, it ends up polarizing us. Yeah, you know, uh, very well. Done. Uh, it's weird. Polarization is good. That's like even why I'm wearing like the shit that I'm wearing. Like uh, like 3D polarization is like blue and red, you know. But um, it's all about discernment. And then with the part that you talked about, discernment gets lost. And then once that part gets lost, it's like okay, well then you're kind of fucked a little bit, you know. And so uh, it's funny that you mentioned yeah. like the green. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the blue and the red for the 3D because. Uh, those colored spheres on the tree of life, all the first ones you have uh, that you, whatever, the first ones after you cross the abyss. So it's kind of funny how it's like, because me and Lux do say we do think that the tree of life in itself is kind of like a matrix machine. You know, we're, we're living in a matrix, and it's just funny how the two spheres, as soon as you come into flesh, are blue and green. Is that the background to the 3D reality we think we're living in? Oh, it's a little yeah. out there, blue a little and, off topic, but I just, I mean, I'm sorry, blue and red. Yeah, blue, blue and okay, red. Okay, yeah. And yeah. then, I mean, dude, I mean, what, look at the, look at the, look at the government, the blue and red sides of the bird, yeah. the bloods and the crypts, right? And then it's, uh, how I see it is like. Uh, and they are um, both on separate sides of the tree too, totally polarized. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't know, I, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, see? yeah, they're totally polarized. Yeah. The one's on one, wow. one one's That's, on one pillow, one's on okay, the other pillow. dude, see, it's freaking. <laughs> Yeah, and then so that's why I wear the shit that I wear. Like, uh, like it's to me, I see more a little bit more like fire and then like water. You know what I mean? Kind of like that. A little bit more masculine and more feminine. You know what I mean? Oh, that, you're yeah. definitely like a fire. You're 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 definitely like a fire oh, dude. That's why, right. Are you? Yeah. You must be like Lula, well, I'm in like I'm in Aries anyway. I'm in Aries. Yeah. Anyway, see, so. Yeah. See, like you're like a fire dude, and then. How I was saying earlier, like everything's in jokes and in riddles and shit too, right? Like it, it really is. And uh, like with me, uh, Lou, like uh, I have uh, blue. Lou is in blue, right? So I'm like blue inherently, like where I'm inherently more like passive, 
like more feminine like that like that's my inherent stuff like my like on my face you know what mm-hmm. i mean like the, no i know what you in mean in terms of my that. mask it's like the first part that they'll see that, that they'll feel before they get to my other parts you know and so uh and then i like polarization because uh well one it's just the way that i am and then uh you can embrace everything here and then not feel like guilty or something that that you're hiding something or that mm, you're lacking something. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, right. I mean, it has its pros and its cons because being polarizing kind of like you, like there's a lot of people that love you and then some people buy, Oh, this guy is like an asshole. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you yeah, like, totally. it's either like you're with him or you're not with him. Totally, so yeah. at least the good thing about us being the way we are is that it's easy to tell who's, who's like with you off the bat, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so at, least, at least we can tell that, you know what I mean? Instead of like beating around the bush, like, like people can't help themselves. Like, I noticed that they can't help it because since we're polarized, they'll, they'll let us know within a minute if they if they like us or not. You know, <laughs> you know it's funny you mention that, and and then and then we'll get into the planets. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but this may end up being a part two <laughs> to this. Yeah, I'm, knows, I'm which is having fun this morning. Yeah, so yeah, I'm good, yeah. Bro. yeah I've, I've been looking forward to uh, yeah. to rapping with you anyway. So. But what I was gonna say, it's funny that you you mentioned. Um, you know, people can tell or whatever. I, I actually uh, recorded earlier this morning on Spiritual Gangsters, the other show that I had with Teresa. Yeah, and I, love, I, I love that show. Teresa's thank you. Yeah. And um, we, I even had mentioned at one point uh, the reason that I even, besides, the, you know, b- being afraid of the OTO, uh, I just stopped, you know, <laughs> I can't go on and say about telling people to fuck fear and I'm keeping my fucking camera off because I'm afraid of the OTO. So first off, I realized I'm just going to turn my camera on and they can go suck a dick. I'm not worried about the OTO. And two, I feel like that when the camera's on, you see my facial expressions. You see how I talk. You see my mannerisms. You know I'm not like fucking smoking crack or sniffing fucking coke off the fucking table. You can see I am real and you get an idea. You know what I'm saying? It's just more, uh, I feel like you can't really bullshit too much. When the camera's on, because at least for me, because I'm very yeah. like you can you'll know what's what I'm thinking just from the look of my face. Officially, your heart's <laughs> on your sleeve. Well, once we're on camera, well, like like it or not, our heart is on our sleeve. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. fucking buckle up, Buttercup. You know what I mean? So, and and then and then with you, I mean, it's good for you, I mean, because uh, like you got like character. You know what I mean? So Thank then you. it's good so people can see your character, and then yeah, that's exactly what stuff, it is. I, you know, yeah, like. Uh, they can stick, take stuff besides the words, like just a small, like a, like I'm a big believer of like body language and all that. Like I'm very good yes. at, uh, I've like studied this shit. Like I'm very good at body language and I'm all about like body expression. And then, so I'm like, I'm all about that uh, shit. And so, uh, and so it's, it's good. It's like, it's just adding, it's just adding more stuff to your tool belt or yeah. more arsenal to your to your thing. You know, I agree whatever. 100%. I think what you said, the body yeah, language yeah. Is, is an important thing. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'll put my camera on because I'm not scared. And I want to show people like, you know, I, I just for me, I think when you can sit there and watch somebody and see their body language and their facial expressions, you know, when they're being authentic and they're not. So yeah. just real quick, just to touch yeah, on and that, that way. And that way they can respect your gangster. Because yeah. If you're, if you're, <laughs> Thank you. if you're if you're putting it out there and then if your heart is on your sleeve, then it's like, you got to get something back. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. like, like some kind of, uh, from the universe, it doesn't have to even be by a person, you know, the universe will give you some kind of kickback. Yes. I, I hundred percent agree with that. The universe will yeah, give you some man. sort of kickback. All right. So now, now yeah. we'll get into Mars if you don't. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't, I don't oh. mind bullshitting with you for an hour and a half. It's just, that I do want to eventually get no, on man. the topic. 
No, I'm I'm itching too. No shit, shit. So let, here here we go. So I mean, so I was saying it's like a up there. It's like a celestial template that we can use along to go with our own unique patterns. Like that's what I found out when I was a. I, I just recently got this app called The Pattern, right? And it's like astrological. You put your freaking birthday and all that shit. And I've tried different apps before. This app kicks ass. I actually just posted one on my story. And I thought about you because it's talking about uh, like today's a good day for like partnerships and then uh, like building on shit and having the people that like will have your back long term says don't let fear get in the way of this shit. In terms, like that was like the message, and I put it on my story. It's it's fucking creepy, accurate how it gets. It's almost like like the the first week or two that I had it, this shit would come up in the morning. My little alert would pop up in the morning as I'm like thinking shit, and it's going along with, with what the fuck I'm thinking. And I'm like, this is freaky, dude. I'm like, oh man, like it just made me kind of think of like what's going on with this. That, that's worse you know, than AI. That's worse you than know, the advertisements that pop up on your phone because you were talking about it. Like you didn't exactly. even have to mention it. <laughs> this shit already knew what you were thinking. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like thinking about pineapple juice because I haven't had it in a month, and then all of a sudden I get a, a thing of pineapples on my fucking commercial, right? But anyway. <laughs> So it's like a celestial template that we could use to go along with our unique patterns and cosmic happenings. All right. So with these two things of our patterns and the cosmic happenings, you have the hermetic axiom of as above, so below. Yes. So that's where a lot of like, uh, so I love hermetic principles and that's where a lot of this one, you know, gets tied into. So if you can figure out and feel what's going on up there, you can correlate it and make nice, strategic or thoughtful moves for yourself based off what's happening there to yourself. And then that's like internal alchemy stuff. You know what I mean? And then you can see like how you were maybe like a predisposition you might've had, or you Mm. can just kind of like adjust yourself. You know what I mean? And then just kind of like how even like a, like astrological talk, they'll be like, well, this planet is conjunct with this one, you know, or this one is square with this one. Yeah. Think about what, think about like when they say like, if I tell someone, Hey, me and you let's square up. That means that we're going head to head, like mono and we're going to be super close. Right. So you got to know what they're saying up there. Cause you know, that's, that's what's going to happen because what I've done ever since a kid is that I've used like number, like number stuff and color stuff and like all these things to figure out who's who in my life. Like, mm. like my boss at work, uh, he's a Mars, he's a Mars dude straight up. Like there's no taking that away. You know what I mean? My dad is like a mix of like, uh, of like Saturn because he's super shady because it's like the dark. And then he's also a Venus. Uh, he, he's also a Lou. So to me, people who are Lou's is like a Venus people. Like, uh, you know how you have like different types of plants, you know, all different types mm-hmm. of plants. That's the strain, you know what I mean? So anyone that has a loose strain, I consider that like uh, Venus people. Like they understand something about that, you know. But anyway, and oh, so real quick, since you mentioned, you know, you know, flowers or whatever, uh, the plants. Yeah. Um, for yeah. people in that who aren't listening, when it comes to planetary magic, there's also crystals and herbs that can be associated with them as well. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh, that. I was I was gonna kind of uh, throw it in, but then I was like, no, nah, I just kind of wanted to. Uh, kind of how you mentioned earlier on the Kabbalah thing you want to i want to just not get too extravagant oh yeah because right i, I want to give like the essence of the feeling so then later on when people finish watching this show they'll be like oh like 
that's what this kind of feels like. Because if I bombard them with too much, like, oh, yeah, and this yeah. fruit, because it's like fruit, and you can get with plain, it's like they might, it's like, Drugs, know, there's drugs that go along with them. I mean, if you have yeah. seven, 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 wanna, there's drugs. I don't want to go overloading, right? Yeah, yeah I wasn't even going to go into that stuff either. I just figured I'd mention it. I didn't yeah, even go was, into that I on my Kabbalah because I was like, this will be way too much now. <laughs> yeah, you got to kind of pick your spots. And yeah. then later on, that way we'll have another time to really do that shit right and give them the feeling of that. So that way the feelings don't get overlooked mm-hmm. with the information. You know, I just don't want the... I, I, I want the essences to stay in as much as possible so it can like resonate with people and whatnot, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. And so we use what's happening on the big macro levels of life and we tie it into understanding what's going on here. So we, we can adjust our inner worlds of emotions and contemplations. And so we can also see that these correlations tie to myths, you know, how we were saying earlier, all these different stories and the beauty of it is that no matter which myth or myths you're looking at, it's like perfect with the with the essence of the planet. It's like it fits really good. Like no matter where in the world you're hearing the story from, it still fits really good with our personality type. Mm. You know, that's and what so, I think um, uh, is really big that you just said. Sometimes what I think these characters or these mythical people or these you know gods or whatever. Sometimes I think it's just the personality or the character arc in a sense again with the arc (laughs) that it's really trying to show you instead of what people sometimes get stuck on just the visual aspect of the god it's really more i think more of the personality and the story and where did it start off where how did the person end you know was there a change there's a lot more i think like you're saying uh, like i was you know whatever i I just think there's a lot more to it than just the uh, you know the the, the god no, that's for sure. Because even when I'll talk about like a, like mythological stuff, I'm saying it, but I'm just more so trying to get like the point across. I'm not. I don't necessarily believe that it like happened happened per se. And I honestly kind of don't even really care that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that this world is hella unlimited and this and that, but um, I don't think in order to do like internal alchemy or these kind of things or to just even learn i don't think it's necessarily super important to come to a decision about whether it it was super factual or super not you know what i mean like whether say jesus really walked the earth you know because like they say he walked on water like was that him walking on water or was that the sun how the sun shimmers and it walks on water Mm. it's like at this point i don't care because i'm getting the essence of it and I'm just trying to improve myself. It's not going to, it's not going to improve my life by learning to think about whether or not he did it 2000 years ago. Like that's kind of out of my jurisdiction. I don't get, I don't get paid enough for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I totally agree. I I even say my, at times myself, I mean, just using Jesus as an example, even if the guy didn't exist, his story is still telling you something. Yes. And a lot too. Yeah. And then, so at this point, because I've rattled my brain around going like trying to get the like the details of that other stuff down. And then I just if it rattles your brain too much, it's just not I'm not meant like at this point, I, I'm I'm definitely OK with not knowing per se. I just want to take the essence of the of the knowledge and of the learning. and How can it benefit me and my family, my friends, my my world? You know what I mean? Like so. All right. So. Whether it's a magician using spears for influence or just for someone to utilize spiritual powers that come from it, 
these signature energies make themselves be known in one way or another. In more Western esoteric concepts or traditions of the classical planets, it's more focused on ancient astrology that's known as planetary magic. So, and so right now, I want to quickly talk about like the difference of like uh, deity and spirit. And so, uh, I think the deity is more the actual, like the bigger part. Like when I experience uh, like these things, like in my day, like it's like weird how it happens because it's like, it's like a day. And personally, like just because something happened on Thursday, it's not necessarily Jupiter or like, cause, uh, or just because something on Saturday, it's not necessarily uh, Saturn. Like I think last well, there's Last also week, planetary hours for every day as well. So, and I mean, that too, yeah. yeah. I mean, even and though so, today's but, uh, a Tuesday, this I mean, I don't know what hour it is right now, but I mean, this could be the hour of Venus. It does, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's yeah, a day so of Mars. Yeah, I mean, that stuff does heck up. It has its spot, like the days, but it, I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily go like that. Like, mm-hmm. when I think of deity, that shit was just happening, and it feels like the whole world is talking to you, like the whole universe is talking to you. That's like, it's like as big as it gets. And then... When I think of a like spirit, it's like more specific. Like if you want something more specific, and then they have like certain jobs that they specialize in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that. It's almost like the deity doesn't have a super specialty. It's just like so vast or more broad. And then the spirit, it's more so like they're specific. And then when I feel or I felt the spirit, like a spirit, they feel smaller. They feel more like my size. Mm. You know, when like the deity feels ginormous, the deity feels like out of this planet type of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I know what yeah saying, that's kind of a difference between deity and spirit. And then so, all right. So I was talking about how spirit feels more personable and it's, uh, and it's more closely related to this dimension and the next dimension, like the fourth, the astral. And deities feel less personable and they're like just a bigger projection. You know, like the whole, this feels like the whole projection screen, like where you can't decipher something. And so. I like that though, how you're saying the spirit is uh, much more personable. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more like, like, you know. It's almost the as above, so below in a sense. If you're thinking of a deity being out there and then your spirit could be the below and the effect of that. You know what I'm saying? You can take that so many different ways. Exactly how we all have our own spirits. So like those spirits in in that sense, they're more like ghostly, you know, like like more ghostly uh, characteristics. And so, uh, okay, here I was talking about my flack of archontic entities. So a lot of flack comes from the concept of our archontic entities. And I believe the archetypes are a way of coming to understand about archons in a way that has us embrace the primordial forces of creations. And so like chakras, each one needs its space to flourish. Just how there's a spacing, right? You know, like, a, you know, here's my heart and then here's my throat. There's, there's like a no man's land in between. Like they give themselves their own space in order, like, because they have their own stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. they don't cross into each other like that. All right. There's like a respect there. So, you don't and cross the streams like they said in Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> don't right, cross the streams. Right. <laughs> exactly. Seriously, though. And the opposing side of an archon can be like that of an archangel, right? And so it's just like two sides to a coin, man. And so uh, wrapping your head around that is just – after that, you're, you're not going to – 
like want to fight the world per se. Like you'll have like this understanding of like, like where there's peace in there because you don't feel like a victim and then you can like take your mm. power back. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's all about taking your power back too. Exactly. So, taking all right. Power. So here is Mars. All right. This is the base. This is the bottom. I know I've, I've heard of other people like, this is how I live my life in terms of like, this is what I believe to be true. This is what I felt because I've heard a little bit of differences. And uh, when I try to fit them in, I just don't end up like concluding with that. So, so for the base, which is right here, right there, right below your stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, in no well, like on the, but it's, kind but of it's, like the bottom of like a tailbone almost. right? Yeah. But it's below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like uh when people like say when uh, like a martial artist, you know how there's that horse that like, they call it the horse stance, right? And mm-hmm. they're hell of like this, and like they they're like super grounded. That power is from the base. They're using like the base. So like if someone tries to push them, they're not gonna they're not gonna budge, right? So that's like what athletes do. Even like baseball players, uh, volleyball, like like anything, or even even dancing, whatever, right? It's uh, that's how you get your base, right? And so. You're very grounded. <laughs> there you go. Because without that, you're kind of screwy, you know, screwy Louie. So Mars falls under the day of Tuesday. And so I'm I'm going to break down uh, uh, in Spanish. That day is Martes, right? So Mar, Mars, right? There's always like the base of the word is always in there, right? Or at least in this situation, it is. Mm-hmm. And so Mars is tied to the fire of creation and the will of the primordial forces. So how this shit is down here, the the red, it's like the primordial, like that instinctual fight or flight. And then even that's why on the brain, like we have different aspects to our brain, but I believe how it's on the bottom, it's the bottom of the brainstem. It's like our brainstem part. And that's that, how people say the reptilian thing, but it's like the fight or flight, uh, survival, instinctual, like where we feel like our caveman shit. And this this stuff, you can't help. The primordial, it's like, if you see, if you see something walking down the street and you really have an affinity to it, your primordial senses will not be able to help how you feel just like how animals will go and they'll smell each other and all that stuff. Like that's just primordial stuff. Right. And so these energies can be helped. And so just like the net, uh, just like natural and primitive cycles. So it's okay. A lot of times we try to like shame this stuff and there's no reason to shame it. You know what I mean? And a lot of people now are, I kind of see are starting to get like with their primal aspect. There's this guy called the, He's called the Liver King, and he's like really buff, like he's super yocked up. Oh, I've heard and of that reason, guy. Yeah, the reason why I just barely found him last week. And I think and all he does is like, eat liver, right, or some shit like that. Yeah, he eats like some hella. What I saw on the YouTube, he eats that, but hella other shit, and it's like raw. So think about that. That's like caveman shit, right? Like primal shit. And he said, "Oh, that's a nice cat." And once he freaking, he said that his name was Brian before, and then once he had his change or whatnot he turned into the liver king because that was him saying that I'm like embracing my primal side. So as soon as he became the liver king, he stopped taking showers. He grew his hair out. Now his beard is out to there. Like he's very primal, right? He's embracing that primal side. So it's okay to do that. And I think now people are starting to pick up on it because there's like a sense of like, 
shame in a way, which is one of the lowest vibrations you can have shame. Oh, right? yeah. And there's a sense of shame with like, because people want to be like sophisticated and it's okay to still have a, a primal side, you know? And so I want to write. It's funny, Teresa, here. Teresa, uh, who co-hosts my other show, I think she was the one who actually told me about. Oh shit. Bull testicles. Yeah. Oh, my- I think oh, she no, was. You want- I, th- I think she Somebody was. Somebody eat him on uh, his guest. Or on the podcast, yeah, he he had all types of shit on the table. It was like, I think I found wild. out from him from her actually, which is pretty funny. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it was wild. I just barely saw his first episode last week, you know. And so, hopefully, this will show up on the thing. See, so that's Mars. All mm-hmm. right, that's a sign. It's like a little circle with the arrow, and so the arrow here is pretty uh, significant in a sense because there. Go and move forward, right? It's like ready to attack, right? And then the other one I think about is like I think of like a, a you know like a phallus, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's very masculine and has the phallus. In terms of like uh, female, he Mars is the male classic out of all this, and then Venus is like the counterpart in terms of like the the taking in, right? And so. Um, well, because I was in Aries, and I, like you even said, I seem very like Marshall. I would uh, try yeah. to balance myself with energies from Venus because I, I knew I, I was a little bit too much oh. one direction. I needed to go a little bit more the other way yeah. to be a little bit more balanced. Yeah. So I, I get what you said. Yeah, because you're very fiery. Right? Yeah, 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 I had to, I had to yeah, add yeah, some, so you were, you were some like love. Balancing. Com- love you had plenty of fire. You were trying to even yourself out. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. See, as you know, it's, yeah, that's what it's all about. And then so. Mars is like the warrior and protector archetype, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not just all bad. Like, it's like, yes, there's chaos and destruction and, um, and, uh, like a, like a wrath temper type of thing. But, um, well, yeah, like you, a perfect example, you could, I would say Aries. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, it's the Zodiac too. If you like look into his stuff, he was very much kind of like, I just like war and I like to kill and this is an excuse to do it. And then you could take somebody as like one of the knights of the round table. Um, I would say that they would still fit on that on that idea. It's just one's doing it f- for different reasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and maybe that person's line. more of a protector, and the other person kind of gets a kick out of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Exactly. Well, one is like a bully. You know, one is like a bully, and then the other one's like a protector, like like having someone's back. You know what I mean? Uh, I can relate to this archetype for sure because I've been the one like where like if my little brothers, you know, would if there was like a bully trying to bully them, oh, I would be there in a second and I would or even with my other friends, my other like really close friends, I would just get step in the middle of their shit. Like if they were getting into shit, I would just step in the middle. Like, all right, now this is just with me. So what's going on? That's just how, how I how I was. And so that was like my inherent protector side coming out. And and that's okay. You know what I mean? Or uh a lot of it could be like with competition too. Like when, if uh, if there's like a dance event and there's people battling, and the, you could feel when people walk in that place that they're using so much Martian energy because they're like, if anybody wants to come up to me, they're gonna get it. Like that's the feeling that, they, that these dancers portray that they have. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I know what and it's mean. good. It's good. And so everyone's on their toes. You know what I mean? And uh, what's good about it though is that it's like. I think it's probably like the most productive one where oh, because yeah. of that fire, you can be hella creative. And that's why it's the fire of creation. 
So like if you got hella shit to write or this and that, it's good to use Mars. It's just like a fire. You have to know how to temper the fire. Oh, it could be used for courage and passion too. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. exactly. And that's why when, when when you're doing whatever work, if if you're passionate about it, like like that's where all that shit comes out, and or you'll be brave enough to to do the thing that you were kind of afraid of. And yeah, I had a I had a friend. I mean, well, was, I was friends with him back in the day when I was in the OTO, and uh, you know he would use Mars sometimes, and he was into sports, and it wasn't even like you know sports that were like your fucking someone up it wasn't like boxing or kickboxing or anything like that but like he would sometimes use mars just for the energy and the passion and the strength to compete in the sport that he was doing yeah. it had nothing to do with actually hurting anybody you know yeah so, I, I mean, there's I would different angles too. there's just tons of different angles for these things well. yeah it reminds me of when i played uh i played a little bit of football uh, soccer was like kind of my main sport but uh, i played a little bit of football and uh especially in football man holy crap did i use that uh, it just, well, I didn't, it's not like I did it on purpose. It just happened, I guess. And then <laughs> later on, I realized what I was doing because yeah. I was like, how am I summoning? Like, what am I summoning? And so, but I was, I was a kid, so I didn't know what I was, I didn't have an explanation for it, you know, gotcha. but yeah, it could be, it's very motivational. You know what I mean? Like light a fire under your ass and boom. And then you're like, you, like you can, you can have that spirit in you where like you're relentless and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, um, all right. So besides being the, the warrior and the protector, it's correlated with the root, the root chakra, how we've been saying. And this emphasizes the fight or flight responses that are tied to survival. And with the fire of creation as its spirit, it lights up desire in order to take action and pursuits in our creative endeavors. And so uh, it's funny that you mentioned like the, you mentioned earlier, he was like, I forgot what you said, like a blacksmith or something, right? And so Mars has Havistas. Sorry if I butchered that. It's the Greek version deity that is the blacksmith of the gods who uses fire to forge metal. And he's also known as a purifier of souls. So think about what's happening with all that fire. It's like like only fire could purify your soul. You know what I mean? That's funny and because is- I, I, I will mention, I, I do think where Mars falls on the tree of life in Gobur. And it's almost as if uh, even the way of looking at how the chakras, you're going about with the chakras. I think that either Mars can either keep you grounded and not ever spiritually move up, or if you understand Mars to an extent, you can actually start using that energy to progress up the tree spiritually or progress up the chakras. It's that whole double-sided, you know, it's a double, double-edged sword. You know what I'm saying? Either yeah. you can use it to benefit yourself spiritually or that energy can keep you grounded and almost animalistic in a sense. I mean, I hate to go to that extreme, but I do think uh, both. And I even think in the tree of life, in the tree of life, I think Mars is when you actually get birthed into existence too. So I, I, which is, which is interesting to me because you said again, fire can cleanse the spirit going up the tree. I do think once you get past Gabor, you're starting to go into the spirit. So I just, when you were saying all that, I was like, "Hmm." nice, man. It's cool, man. Cause I don't really like, I'm not into the, I'm just barely getting just introduced somewhat introduced to the Kabbalah. So it's nice hearing. Uh, it's, it's just so nice. I, I like when shit uh, ties out with good. Yeah. You know yeah I, mean? I, I really like that. Yeah. And it's like, 
in terms of the root chakra, a big thing of that is like survival. Like, do you feel like you're surviving or not? It's really like that. And then that's where the animal, the animalistic stuff comes from, you know? And then if you can't get that part grounded in, unfortunately, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to move up to the sacral chakra. It's just yeah. not going to happen, dude. You yep. know? And then, um, yeah, man. And then what people do is they kind of bypass all that and then they live too much in the higher ones, especially like uh super, like what you call like super spiritual people or maybe new agey, super new. Oh, agey. they're totally disconnected from reality. Unfortunately, they'll live it just yeah. in here. Yeah. And then it's like, they forgot. It's like, if you get, you're still stuck in whatever this is. You're still the here. bottom. Yeah. They forgot the <laughs> to bottom. An extent, yeah. Yeah. The, the physicality or the, you know, like uh, tied to that. And so, yeah, that I've seen that. I've seen that happen. It's it's like a version of spiritual bypassing. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And so like the aggressive nature of Mars, it can make it easy to jump intensely into projects or even overtaking plans of domination. You know what I mean? Like where you want to establish domination, right? And it's and it has initiatory initiatory aspects, all right? And it makes sense that it's the initiator if like what's going to start it off? It's, it's the bottom. We have to start from the bottom to start it off. Like, you know, from the, like, first things first. You know, whenever you start a job or whatever, whatever job you got, first things first, right? If you can't do that, then you're never going to finish the job. Well, I mean, even then, I mean, you go back to fight or flight. You got to make a decision to do something for anything to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta choose something or nothing's going to happen. Yeah, you got to come to grips with that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And so... um yeah, without that, you can't make things ha like that happen, but it has an engulfing energy, and it's very bold and dynamic. Dynamic meaning it can go on to the next one hella quick. It can take off, and that's what gives it, helps gives it the creativity and the sparks for enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Because how you said passion, that's where a hell of that comes from. You know, so it's, it's okay to embrace it. Mars gets like a bad rap as like, of course, it's war. <laughs> Of course, it's like, well, yeah, that's where that comes from. Battles. You know how there's a battle here and this type of battle. And yeah, but um, that's not all it is. You know mm. what I mean? People just get hung up on the on the on the on a certain thing, you know, so you want to embrace or it may the not be thing. so much physically either. Like I, I do think. Um, have you ever read the Gita? No. All right. In the beginning of that, it's basically like this This person is like, there's about a battle about to go on. And there's people on both sides. And he starts talking about like, oh, there was my, my teacher, my parents, fucking neighbor, whatever. You know, just generalizing it. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, that was not actually real. I think if you start to look at what he's saying, all the people that have influenced your thinking and your way of life is on the battlefield. You're in the middle and you're going to start the chaos and change of your thinking, and you're going to decide what do I need to keep and what do I need to discard that I've been brought up and indoctrinated into. It could just be mental warfare and changing in your thinking, which could still end up in a positive sense. That's dope. Very dope. It, 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 it gives me, like, chess vibes. Yes! Like, like yes. life is like a game of chess, okay. you know? And then, I mean, well... One other thing that I say, it's also kind of like I used to say, I used to say life is like a like a marathon because you want to be able to survive to the end, right? And then once I got into like poker, uh, playing po at poker rooms, I'm like, no, life is like a poker tournament or a poker match for sure because it's so complex. There's so much shit, 
And what's the number one archetype that you get when you walk in a poker room? It's Mars. All these motherfuckers are out for you. They're out for blood. As soon as you sit down in that chair, they're just eyeballing you. Like, oh, this guy, da, 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 da. like I'm gonna take, yeah. I'm gonna take him out just right now. Yeah. And they try to, and they try to push you around like straight up bullies. You know what I mean? And then so you have to. Yeah, you know. It's so- yeah, uh, and even uh, I think Doyle Brunson, who's like a one of the most famous poker players, super OG old guy. Uh, like he's like I think they might have called him the Godfather of poker. But anyway, he was saying that. It's like, dude, when you go in there, it's a war. It's a game of war. And he and he's like, people are forgetting that this is a game of war. That's how he won so much money back in the day in his heyday. You know what I mean? He was Him and his buddy were going around town to town, driving around with guns on them, and they were going to war. And that's what they did, you know? And, yeah. So. You know, it's <laughs> wild that you just mentioned that whole thing with uh, poker. This yeah. is really weird, and this is just another random thing that pops into my head. Uh Maybe Arnold, if you're still listening, or the people from Element, if they're you're in here, my Twin Peaks fans. This is really weird how I find it. Just a way to tie in stuff. Uh, if you watch Twin Peaks Season 3, Agent Dale Cooper eventually somehow comes into this existence basically from coming out of a light socket. He comes out of a light socket. Either electricity mm-hmm. forms into uh, Cooper. Um, basically is now uh, the person that he... There was a, someone prior that was kind of like him, another version of him that happened to be in a house with a prostitute. Dale mm. Cooper comes out of the light socket and the other guy's gone. So now the prostitute comes back in the room after she's done taking a shower. Come on, you're going to get ready. What are you doing? The guy's laying on the fucking floor. There looks like there's throw up on the floor or something. The guy puked, whatever. Um, basically isn't saying a word. So now you have this guy that came into existence through an electrical socket who is now with a prostitute who is wearing black and purple, which to me now goes back to Saturn. So in a sense, you are showing me the scarlet whore now. And now this guy gets into a Jeep. She takes him, black woman, black skin, gets into a yellow Jeep. Here we go with the B symbolism, the black and the the yellow, the B symbolism. This dude's still not saying a word. She drives, starts taking him somewhere, doesn't open his mouth until they show that he crossed Sycamore Street. Sycamore is a male energy. Think of phallic. It grows up real high. Oh, sycamore tree. Yes, and women oh. women would be more of the flowers. Pretty to look at, but they're very low. They're, you know, male energy, much more expansive. The guy never says a word until they cross the streams, in my opinion. He's with the female. They're crossing Sycamore Street. Then he finally talks. And where does she drop him off at? Fucking Las Vegas. And you were just talking about poker. And in my opinion, she brought him to Las Vegas because that is kind of like showing he has been fully birthed into Again, it's showing the Mars energy and I think being birthed into existence. Mm. I know that was a real fucking weird thing, tangent to go off. No, that's what it is. I see that in that now. (laughs) See, those are the correlations. See, and then that's why how how you were saying like in the early early end of the of the show that like saying these things to to like give to be informative, and then maybe you can take some kind of like correlations and some like things will pop out in your head. And then later on, you'll be able to tie this stuff to your life. And then 
And then that's how you can get to know this shit. You know what I mean? Because at first people are like, what? It's like, it's so wonky or it's so, it's so general or something, but it doesn't, it, once you participate, it just, um, you can just kind of pick up on it and then, uh-huh. and then it'll, it'll speak to you. Yep. You know what I mean? And you'll, and, you, and you'll probably resonate uh, with, with whatever is being expressed, you know? Mm-hmm. Sorry to take you off the whole thing. I know that probably fucked you up, but I was, just no, like, bro, this seems really no, weird. I, no, I I actually welcome that, man. I, I want you to do that. Yeah, I mean, I I like it too. So, <laughs> no, man. So, all right. So we talked about how th- there's animalistic stuff here, mm-hmm. and um, I talked about the brain stem, how it's the very fight or flight part of the brain. And it's funny. It's it's not it's not a coincidence that it's on the bottom part. Just how uh, the the base, the red, is on the bottom part here, right? So that brain stem or reptilian brainstem, you know, that's where those instincts come from. And that's where, when they say uh, primal, like uh, when I think of red and then Mars and the base chakra, I think of primal will. I think that the first three chakras are like uh, the lower chakras, right? What people consider the lower chakras. I consider them more like fire and masculine, like the three of them. And um, there's different versions of the will in this mm. in these three and so mm. the red the red will which they call just regular willpower or prime or primal will or primordial will that's that one it's like the animal instinct that you can't help you cannot help this you can't help what you like you like what you like you don't like what you don't like it's very cut and dry it's very obvious like a, how an animal loves a certain food and doesn't eat a certain other food it just is what it is <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Just saying, the yeah. thing doesn't. It's just like I just don't like this. It doesn't matter what the can says. Like it doesn't fucking know. You know, yeah, like a it's, dog is just going to. Like yeah. you just can't be helped. It just cannot yeah. be helped. Like that was just. It was just going to happen, and that's just all there was to it. And that's okay. And that's our part of our primal side. And um, after that, in the in the second chakra, I consider that a divine will. And then I consider the last one of the fire like. Instead of will, I use urge, like a soul urge. And then later on, I'll kind of break down how these things Uh-oh. will. Okay. Because if you just hold on to your primal will, you're going to be too much of a damn animal out in these streets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like well, it won't be good for you. It won't be good. Like, you might go to jail or or you might hurt. So I don't know. But, but something that's – it could catch up with you real quick. So you have to – freaking incorporate the other versions of the will which we'll we'll get into a little bit more as we tie into the uh to the rest of the chakra so i don't start bouncing too crazy no 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 you're good and i I think what's important that you're saying too i want to show you guys i got a cup and so oh real quick real quick yeah 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 i think we're screwing up here it was uh losing um connection you probably didn't hear what i said real quick uh what i think is important what you're saying even if you look at the first uh the first sphere well the first chakra and then the second chakra you can easily see how those things could be stuff that keep you uh stuck in this world um one could be very animalistic like we were saying before just very basic uh I think a love for earthly things. And then the next one up is associated with sex. That is another thing that can keep you uh, very much stuck in this uh, sphere, I think. And it looks like you might have froze on us. So uh, I don't know what's going on here. Hopefully, uh, 
Hopefully you come back. <laughs> Looks like our boy Louie is uh is stuck. So all right. And we lost him. <laughs> now you're stuck looking at me until he comes back. But uh yeah, so what I was uh saying Basically, in my opinion, uh, not so much, uh, well, we haven't gotten into the third one yet, but I will at least go on with the bottom two chakras, and especially with Mars and uh, the next chakra going up, I do think that those things are showing you the vices that can keep you stuck in this world, and I also think they are the uh, showing you the way of getting out of the bullshit as well. Uh, Louis, sorry about that. You, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. Um, I just real quick just mentioned that the lower chakras that you were talking about, I, I do think that they can also show you what's keeping you stuck here. Like the first chakra can be very, like we were saying, animalistic, can be very much of this world. And then even the second chakra going up is still associated with sex in a sense. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing to keep you stuck in yeah. worldly delights. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, I, I see what you're getting at with even the bottom yeah. ones or almost like anchors to this world unless you know how to un unhook yourself. Yeah. Cuz uh I know I've heard that saying before. I, I forget I I mean I'm I've heard it a couple of various times, you know, back uh, before, but uh people that are just like say for a man to be just fixated if his day is revolving around who can I bang or like am I getting am I getting tail? If that's like his like in the front super priority, like he can't think about nothing else except that he's super he's super bogged down he's super tied in there yes. and there's no way he's going to be able to not in the foreseeable future there's no way he's going to be able to start sprouting to uh, to sprout out you know yeah. what i mean like a tree or uh, like in terms of like kundalini like there's no way in hell like that's just just, just going to be stuck and it's okay to realize this because oh, yeah. these are the yeah. tools that we're using to figure this shit out <laughs> and then after that you can oh, maybe man. start to maybe learn to discipline yourself a little bit. It's okay to like what you like, but it's balance. like learning. It's all about balance. I think. Yeah. And then to learn about the discipline, how you can discipline yourself in the right way mm. and to not, and to not shun yourself. Cause that's why I was making the point about earlier about it's okay to embrace your primal in a sense. Cause that's where, if you don't, that's where straight up shame and guilt will, will be. And then you, and then that's another way to, to anchor yourself here in a not good way. I mean, you know, look, look, you could use the energy of Mars, which, you know, you're going as the bottom chakra. You could use that as actually, in my opinion, power to discipline yourself, which will then help you move up the rest of them. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just very. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and that's why it's the initiator. It has the initiator. Fire could spark you, could light you up like that the in passion. that way to, to, yeah, to initiate you like that. That's why. It's there for a reason. It's like super, it's super powerful. Yeah, that's why they say I, mean? I got to light a match under their ass. Yeah, light a fighter <laughs> under their ass. Yeah. You need and that to get crazy. going. <laughs> yeah. They're very, um, like, what, from the, uh, which I correlate to like masculine, I guess, uh, is that they're very alpha ish. Like, each one is hella alpha. Like, the, those first three, is where like the alpha's at for sure. Like uh yeah, and they're they're strong in their own ways or they're fighters in their own ways for sure. Like that that's that's uh without a doubt. Yeah. Awesome. So all right. I wanna 
show this card here, the tower card. Perfect. Yeah, we can see so, it. So, yeah, so you could see that there's fire coming from here as we've been talking about fire. And chaos and destruction is associated with this. So your life through this archetype can come into shambles. It can wreck shop very quickly and flip it upside down or just burn it down to the ground where your paradigm gets shattered, right? And I notice here that there is a crown on the top and there's something to this. The crown is at the end, right? Like at the top. And I think these are the ends, like the bottom and the top. And if you can, if you can figure out how to deal with the tower moment and like rise from the ashes, you will get, you will get your crown. Like that's, that's another good thing about this after you dealt with like purging yourself or something like that. You know, sometimes you have to burn it down or get rid of stuff in order to make room for like where you're really supposed to be going. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think it's a really good example. I mean, we were saying this again before we mentioned it a few times. If you look at that card, I think you can take it a few different ways. You can either see that maybe Mars is the energy that you need to rise above or Mars can be the energy that fucks you up and stops you from rising above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Because the tower is yeah, I mean, being built and then now you destroyed it because you went back to your lower, your lower martial stuff. Yeah, and it'll bring it back down to the ground. It'll mm -hmm. you know, that huge tall tower will be on the ground. And this is about grounding, right? Because without that, people can't do any kind of work. Like, like if you're not grounded, good luck on trying to do any type of healing with yourself or uh, or something like that, right? Or whatever kind of work you're you're interested in. Like, good luck. It's just not it's just not gonna happen. So it, that's why grounding and all that stuff and setting yourself up is almost just as important as like whatever the actual thing that you're going to do. You know, like when I go to the gym and work out, a lot of this is the hour or whatever, or my prepping before there's like mm. a lot that I'm doing. I'm like stretching and doing all of this shit. That's like the behind the scenes shit. And if you can't ground in that, there's no way you're going to be able to perform when you have your little 45 minute window to perform. And very so, well uh, said, very well said. Yeah, and so... I mean, I, I didn't even think, like, you know, before I mentioned that whole ritual and everything, before. I mean, prior to that, I would have taken, you know, just gay as it sounds, I would have taken a fucking ritual bath. I set up the ritual bath. I meditate. Yeah. The whole shit started when I started that, not when I got into the circle and started doing all my stuff. It all started prior, mentally, of preparing yeah. myself, what am I about to do and what's going about to happen and what am I looking to reach? Yeah. All that stuff started already in my mind before I started ah, fucking drawing silly shit. That's what time it is. That's why you. <laughs> that's why you've gone through the shit you've gone through in terms of your experiences, and because you've been around the block with that. And what I'm learning on the more recent side of my life is that, like magical stuff or magic, a lot of it or fucking I don't know what percentage of it is, but it's fucking just mindset, the mindset of knowing how the universe works. And then you can put yourself in that mindset of knowing how this stuff works. And then there's a trust that comes in after that. And then that, that feels good is when there's that established trust that you have in yourself and outside of yourself, even though there's no outside, but quote unquote outside of yourself, there's this trust and that shit feels hella good. Mm. And then you can, and then you can go about your day, like feeling, you know, optimal, 
you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So after the tower, remember how we saw the crown and the crown was kind of getting separated? That'll be another topic to talk about the mm -hmm. separation of the crown later. But after that, if you pick up the shambles or you know how to deal with this, right? Then, then there's the emperor, right? And look at this guy. He's in red. And what is he on? He's on a throne of rams, of Ares. So there you go, fire guy. You know what I mean? And freaking, he is super stable. And people hella trust him. And people hella go to him. And people feel hella protected. So there goes all that stuff with the base. It's like that rock that you could, like, lean on. And, like, you know how there's certain people, if you're going to go on a battle, like, there's certain people that you just want on your team to battle with you because you know you can rely on them. Like they're like a rock to be trusted. But like that's where the when that gets culminated, that's right here. That's the emperor. Yeah. You know what I think is really interesting with that? I'll just say this real quick. When it comes yeah, to uh, like there's the yod hey vod hey uh, formula. Uh, you know, fire, water, air, and earth. King, oh. king, queen. Prince and princess. I yeah. think what we're seeing with those two cards, the tower card, it's broken because you're going down. Yeah. When you're heading back up the tree, you end up the emperor and you end up the king. Yeah. Yad -hey -vad -hey. Mm -hmm. So I, I think you're seeing both aspects. Either you're going to get destroyed from going down and earthly things, or you'll become the emperor by raising up. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to show, uh, like the, you know, speaking of polarity, I wanted to show the two different polarity aspects of Mars because some of these planets like Mars and Saturn, they get like a super duper bad rap. And then um, I just want to kind of even out the playing field, you know what I mean? Because we've all gone through our own different like bad raps via, via our contic forces. And that is nothing to like scoff at or to laugh at or to be little. You know, because I want to, like, everyone's gone through their own shit. And then there's a way to, like, kind of tie this thing back to establish, like, a balance. So that way you don't feel like you're freaking off kilter or that you're chasing your tail all the time. You know, how I used to. Yeah. You yeah. know. That's a very good chasing your tail. Fuck. Yeah. That's a great way that's to put it, I, my man. Constantly that's what I was chasing doing before. your fucking tail, right? Yeah, man. I remember talking to you. This reminds me of like a little because we've had different little chats, but uh, this was kind of a while ago. And then I was expressing to you at the time of like the mind fuckery that I was dealing with in terms of a course of miracles, and that I was getting, I was getting off of that shit, off of that freaking Kool Aid, so to speak, because I was like, I was, I had my own picture of it, and um, I was letting you know that, like, I'm going through this, and then this is something that I have to like. I I think you told me like don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Oh, Lux, yeah, Lux, like, that's Lux, yeah, He's yeah, right. like, and it's like this way I can still embrace components of that thing and not feel like I got mm. super duped. And you gotta, you know, it's like okay, you take your licks, you know what it is, but this way you you still you don't compartmentalize yourself so much because when you start doing that hella much. There's, there's when you're going to need hella more shadow work or there's going to be like soul fragmentation type issues. Yes. And we don't want to do that. That's, that's going to hella take us out of our course. You know, you know, and then so uh, one thing that A Course in Miracles was making me do with me knowing it, even though I kind of was 
thinking I was doing the right thing or something is I was just chasing my tail, trying to be righteous or trying to like do the supposed righteous thing. And um, I have a, I have like a difference in opinion on that now. And now I feel hella more whole and I feel hella more real. You know, I hear what you're saying. I, you know, and yeah, I'll even man, say throughout like, my magical career, this is just my opinion. If you're thinking the same way you did when you started, there's something wrong. Because you should yeah. be evolving in the mind. You should start yeah. seeing new things. Things should be opening up. You should be changing your beliefs or your ideas or your theories should be not constantly changing. But I think you, if you're the same person you were three years ago and you're practicing magic, you're not doing something right. Yeah, something there should about be that growth and sense. change. There's supposed to be growth and change within there. Yeah, yeah. Something about that just, yeah, it doesn't add up. You know what I mean? And then... Mm -hmm. I was at that time when I was telling you about my the shit that I was going through. I was I was basically I was trying to unbrainwash myself because I had brainwashed myself on account of me, and I had done that for so long, and and I was trying to just un unwind myself out of it. You know what I mean? You have to fucking let shit clear. You know, especially when you're trying to improve and move on, you want to you know like there's only so much shit you can fit in a room. You know, so sometimes you got to clear the room out, do spring cleaning. And then after you did that, then you can buy your new shit. You can't buy new shit and then throw it on top of your old shit. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, unless you're my wife. <laughs> yeah, well, women, yeah, exactly. I know what you're talking about. That's how women like to do it. It's like you have all this shit in the shed from fucking God knows from 2000, whatever year. Like you never. Oh, shit, she, no, I don't want to get rid of it. Like, oh my god, <laughs> we can't be all sentimental over these material things. For God's sake, there's a globe in here. Like, just get rid of it already. God <laughs> yes, what year was this from? Did you even? Yo, at one point, I shit you not, my man. Wait, I've lived in Queen. How many years now? Whatever. Uh, I've been out here for a while, and right before, or I think it was no, it was actually right, right at the beginning of this whole scandemic thing. And uh, so I had lived somewhere previous, like three years prior to that. And I had told my wife, I said, we're, we're, you know, since we're moving, I said, when we find stuff that we have not touched since we've moved into this apartment, it's not coming with us to the next one. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that simplified a lot of shit. And it, it actually I mean, made her be I like, mean, you know what? And maybe I am holding on to this shit for no fucking reason whatsoever. Dude, that even goes with like feng shui. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like even it's in so many different things or like the whole cluttery thing. Like you know you can't have a clutter and then expect your mind to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah, how are you yeah. gonna? It doesn't work because then the, a cluttered house is gonna be a cluttered mind. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? All right, sorry, Excuse sorry me. to go off on that, but all right, go no, ahead. No, no, you're good. Yeah, freaking um. Yeah, but it's it's funny how that it's funny how that works. But you got to take care of all that stuff too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and then I'm also thinking. To I don't know. We're gonna be. Yeah, I was gonna say not to interrupt you, but uh, hopefully you can hear me because it looked like you uh, froze up again. Uh, I was gonna say maybe we'll cover Mars and then the next one, and then we'll wrap it up and actually just do uh, another episode. We could even turn this into a series if need be. And Louis is froze again. Okay. 
All right, so yeah, so uh, as it seems, because of the time, um, and I plus I didn't realize, in my opinion, how well this was going to go between both of us. I do think we will just cover up Mars, uh, cover Mars, and then maybe go into the uh, the next sphere, maybe, and then wrap it up. Or depending if Louis doesn't come back, we might wrap it up soon. But uh, I, yeah, my original idea was to cover all seven. Uh, all seven is not happening unless, uh, Louis probably got another two hours and, and, and I don't. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll be getting as far in as we were going to, but I'm going to try to maybe keep this out of, uh, maybe two hours. And if Louis comes back, we will finish up Mars and go into the next, uh, chakra or planet. And then, uh, we'll probably wrap it up there, but, uh, hopefully Louis comes back. If not, you're stuck looking at me for another few minutes until I... Sign off. <laughs> so yeah, that's the de- that's the deal. Um, yeah, probably end up turning it into uh, two or three parts, which is quite all right with me. So yeah, is there any uh, any questions or anything anybody would like to add? Uh, why I'm waiting for Louis to come back. Oh, and something I do want to uh, also add, since I have the time to do it now. Um, live call-ins might start being a thing for specific episodes. Um, I did not have the chance to try it out prior, but because of, um, I did, I did want to try it with this episode, maybe the next one going forward, I will offer, if it works correctly, uh, live call-ins. There'll be a number at the bottom that will scroll across the bottom that you will be able to call and join us in the topic or to add to what we're covering. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. It's not, listen, if you want to call up and say, you guys are great, thank you, and hang up, that's, that's cool. But it's really, it's more of like for fitting the topic, if you have experience or if you have something that you can add to it. That's why I'm going to try to do it on very specific shows. Uh, moving forward, People may not notice it for another month or two because of I already have shows done until I think December, ready to drop. But I am going to also start covering more specific topics on neither my own or me and Teresa. Uh, The NY Patriots show, it's going to go through a little bit of a change. I want to start covering topics more myself or with a co-host instead of just having a guest on. And talk for an hour and a half. There was a lot of things that I would like to be able to do. And uh, I want to start doing that. Instead of worrying about guests. Maybe I will just have less guests on. And I will just spend more time actually researching and preparing for a topic myself. Instead of having a guest on. Or just like this scenario. I wanted to cover planetary magic myself. Saw that Louis into it. And I figured here's a perfect way for me to cover a topic on my show myself and have a guest join me. So uh, there should be more of that going forward. Yeah. You'll see it. This in the- well. Sorry about that. You know, it's all right. It's all right. You're good. Yeah, I was just explaining real quick, Louie, that, uh, you know, this, this type of thing with me covering topics, neither on my own or with a guest is, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing that more often than having a guest on who's just covering a topic and I don't know anything about it. 
you know, saying I want to get a little bit more in depth. And I think this yeah. is a perfect example of it. And real quick, just because of the time now, um, I said it while you were gone. If you don't mind, we'll cover Mars and then go into the other chakra. And then from then, we'll probably stop it there and we'll make this a series and just uh, continue going on, if that's okay with you. Because that will probably be around, yeah, that will probably be around sure, two bro. hours. You know what I'm saying? They'll probably be around a two-hour mark by yeah. the time we finish. And I have no problem having you come back on, cover another two or three, come back on, finish it off. This yeah. takes two or three episodes to do. I have no issue with that because I honestly think the stuff that we're covering and even the banter, the things that we're talking about as examples, it's all great shit. I have no problems. I I have no problems with the episode taking this long. I'm not complaining. Just letting you know. Yeah, no, me neither. (laughs) I think this is great. No, I actually like it. The, uh, you know, that we're rapping because it's actually helping me. It's helping me learn. It's helping me wrap my head around this shit too. Because I'm not like no, I'm not like a freaking professional and all that shit. Like in terms of a. Like freaking that I know all this shit. I'm I'm like learning too, you know. Oh, I mean? same so here, man. Same here. I just know what yeah, I this know. Helps that's me it. Got my head around. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the correlations because it helps. Like it, it freaking helps me tie the shit together too. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So, um, all right. Yeah, if you know where you yeah, left off, I guess you can. Continue. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, cross. We'll make it. The last end. part was just about the tarot cards, and then so the emperor is kind of like what happens after the chaos from the tower moment, uh. right? After that gets established. And then when we embody the sense of authority, confidence, and dependable nature, that's when the emperor freaking, that's when we get crowned with the, mm. with the fire throne. And there you go, Mr. Aries with the rams and all that. And then you get lit. And then it's called <laughs> you get lit. lit. <laughs> I love it. Yo, yeah. I mean, you'll think about it. Think about what I said before with how you could even be using that for the chaos and change in your own thinking and in your own mind. If you are able to harness that, yeah. And then become control of your own self and your own thinking. I don't know. You can maybe call yourself a king or an emperor in a sense of your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how I was talking about earlier, a little bit earlier about how I think the first, the lower chakras are like the masculine and then they're tied to um, a lot of will. Remember, uh, I don't know if you're like a Rocky fan with the Rocky movies. I forget which one it was. It was either Rocky five or fuck. I don't want to say, but uh he was like, hey, Frankie Fear. Like, how did you do that, Rocky? And he starts talking about Frankie Fear. Fear is like the fire. Like, right? Fire, fear. Mm-hmm. And then if you can, like, harness the combustion of the fire type of a master in your in your own way, in your own regard. It's about, it's about, uh, it's about freaking using Frankie Fear, that fire. And then it's like burning and burning and burning and it's like insatiable. And then um, if you can freaking, if you know how to put the boundaries on that to temper the fire, that's where you can feel a lot of like uh, fucking, like you're on top of yourself, you know, for sure. I think you fear, you know. You know what? I, so, uh, real and then real, real quick. I just want to add this. I, I think you, what you're saying too, with like the fire and the combustion and the the fear and stuff, it's almost as if you have to. This is going a little bit into astrology. It's kind of going from like Aries to Leo. Aries is the much more explosive combustion, big bang, and then the Leo, in my opinion, is a little bit more focused. 
And, exactly. you know, it's a little bit different over in a, of a fire. It's focused and it's just not as chaotic. So I, I yes. even think that's a that's even a good way to try to that's explain. Why, that's why. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's why the Aries is like the bang, like the one to like to bang it out. Right. And then the Leo is the one that's like, if you think about it, it's like more like a Leo has that confidence where like if they're in a crowded room, Leo's the one that's like, look at me, look at me. Like it's kind of like almost like they're showing off, like they're strutting or they're showing off like a peacock. And it's that passionate look at me version as opposed to like that boom of like Aries, right? Yeah. It's well, like they're, they're both fiery, but the, it's like a little bit. Oh, well, with Aries, with Leo, then you have to worry about. I used to more centered. And then so it's like, look at me. I'm like the center of attention. Leo, I think with that, just like a prideful lion, you have to start worrying about pride as becoming the vice when you start talking about Leo as well. So I, I could yeah. even see how you're even yeah, going yeah, on about look at me. That's the whole thing of oh, look at me. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, because then because then that's where that whole vanity shit. Like, yes. That's where a lot of the veins, yes. like the yes. like just you know just staring at yourself, like oh, you just, just get obsessed with yourself. Yep, you fucking nailed it, bro. If you know what I mean? That could be like a downfall of, of the Leo like that because they're so used to being looked at as like a leader and like a like a, a center of the stage type of dude. You know. Mm. Real quick, um, I just so, want to cover yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'll cover this real fast, and then either you can go back to Mars, whatever you got left, or we'll go into the next one. But uh, just, yeah. just so I don't forget, and I, I, I actually don't want to cover this stuff as much as I thought I was going to because I think we talked enough and covered shit that I don't need to repeat myself. But yeah, just for people to get an understanding when it comes to, like we're talking about magic, you even said before stuff with colors, numbers. Uh, when it comes to planetary magic, with Mars, there are numbers that are associated. 5, 25, 125, 555. The color, red. We were talking about that before. We both got red on. <laughs> no. Uh, and today's Tuesday. <laughs> Rules. Yeah. Uh, Aries. And then there's also Scorpio. The metal associated with it, iron or brass. Day of the week, Tuesday. Today, element fire. Direction says southwest, I would say so. Um, concepts, anger, conflict, courage, ego, energy, passion, sex, drive, strength, vengeance, vigor. You know, there's good things and bad things in there. Tools, anvil, hammer, scourge, spear, yeah. or whip. Deities, Aries, uh, Horus, Mars, Nergal, Archangel, uh, cameo. And if you're into uh, magical squares, mm. which really, I mean, it's kind of like tying, in my opinion, this is tying the Kabbalah and planetary magic together. This is uh, what you will see that is the square. It's a five by five square because Mars falls on the fifth sphere of the tree. So it is a five by five square. That is the seal of Mars. Then there's the planetary symbol at the bottom. And then uh, there again is the seal of uh, Mars. This is the sigil of the intelligence, and this is the sigil of the spirit. I'm not going to get too deep into that stuff. I just wanted people to see, and maybe any of that happens to pop up in their daily life when they're thinking about something or seeing something. They'll be like, oh, maybe that's a Mars energy that I didn't even realize that's influencing me. So Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm good with 
Mars, if you got anything left. You, no, you, pretty much. Uh, I just had, I was going to make two little. Well, go for it. Go for it. Oh, my last two points of Mars iron. And then about the day in a sense, just, I just thought mm -hmm. it's funny that um, in terms of the base word of Mars, it's Mar, right? And Martes is the third day of the week when you go from, from Sunday on, right? It's the third day. And then we have the third month, which is March, Mar. So for some reason, they like three and three in terms of picking that, uh, like the day and then the month, like it's in that order of the third, you know. And then uh, there was iron there that you, that you have as the, the metal element. And so uh, in a lot of like uh, like rituals, they'll use like an iron sword to go, you know, to, to make kind of like they use that as like protection. And then I've even heard that like sometimes people would just keep an iron sword, something there. It's almost like it'll keep any potential spirits at bay that that like like they won't want to fuck with you if you have your iron there for some reason that like they don't want to mess with that you know so mm. it's like a protection it's just yeah, iron. i didn't mention the sword uh real quick before we go on to the next one i was just thinking before when i was reading off that other stuff it's funny how we mentioned before about lighting a fire under your ass if mm -hmm. you look at mars as being the thing that neither determines if you're going to go up or you're going to go down the fire is aries but then that can get put out with Scorpio's water, can it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I forgot what the other thing was going to be. Oh, the sword. Um, I have heard, I don't know how truthful this is, but some do say that if you're in the OTO and you might be doing your second degree, I don't know how truthful this is. Just things I've read. You may have to stand in the corner and actually hold a sword while somebody's reading a fucking thing for about five minutes and you're going to be standing there in the corner of the fucking temple with the sword possibly that's what i heard i don't know how truthful it is but you know i heard that that, uh, that happened so there's even a sword in uh, like you were saying in initiations and stuff i don't doubt it yeah it's like a, it's like a it'll keep potential shit that you're not trying to evoke or not trying to fuck with it'll keep it at bay you know, because sometimes there's like hobo spirits, you know, like the, the the meandering around hobo spirits, you know, from that maybe is lost or, or, or whatever. And then, you know, they might try to come up on a spot that doesn't belong to them or that they weren't, they weren't called to, you know, yeah. hey, you know one what? last thing about, uh, I, I guess, uh, I, no, go ahead. I was going to oh, say, I, something I about talked it. about Rocky earlier with the Frankie Spear. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. And, um, and then uh, how we're talking about iron. I remember in the iron, uh, I believe it was Rocky Four. Iron Mike I Tyson. Say, I forget. But, uh, <laughs> oh, and then Iron Mike Tyson. See, they were saying that. And you have iron in your blood. If you don't have iron See? in your blood, you're going to have a problem too. <laughs> yeah, that means that means you're not you're not built for battle type of thing. And that's okay. I mean, you know, and uh, I remember like in part four when he was going against Drago, the Russian, I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was against the Russians and, uh, against Drago and uh they were saying in their language they were saying oh he's he's made of iron like like how, how come you can't get him and then he's like he's made of iron like him he tied him to Mars and then who is his best friend Apollo the oh, sun god sun right <laughs> and then who did he fight Drago Drago is like Drago is like Draco you know what I mean Drago uh dragon Dragana I had a friend, an old coworker named uh, Dragana, you know, like that's like a, a you know, like a, 
a dragon name or something. You know what I mean? That's for, for Draco. See, so they have that shit in in the Rocky movie. Oh, you know what? You know I mean? what? I, I'm glad you said that because I have actually thought that parts of Rocky movies. I hate to say it, there. I mean, there's occultism in those. As silly as it sounds, I even came across when we were covering. And I don't think I brought it up when we were covering the Order of Quetzalcoatl. There was like a certain area that we were covering, and like. There's a Balboa Park over there, and when I was looking at whatever I could see online, there is a ton, of my opinion, of occult architecture in there. So I'm even wondering, like, with fucking Balboa, like, you know, I don't know. A snake, Quetzalcoatl, a feathered snake, I, you know, who knows, feathered serpent, yeah. you know. That's funny because, uh, you know, I live in San Francisco and here instead of like the subways, how you guys have over there, we have, uh, it's called BART, right? Bay Area Rapid Transit. So it's like a little... Uh, a little subway though it'll go it'll go either on top or underneath right and uh, it's like our version of that and uh i know one exit one exit away from my exit is balboa and then we have a balboa park one exit one bart station exit away oh, from oh you live. know where are you where are you from again well, I mean, I'm in San Francisco. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to say, I, I think, I think yeah. the Balboa Park I'm talking about is probably the one you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's in San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, yeah, wild. on the outskirts of the on the outskirts of the mission. Uh, yeah, and so uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just rocky. Like as a kid, like I used to watch a bunch of Sylvester Stallone movies all the time, and. Uh, not until the last uh, half a decade did I start making correlations with all this shit. I'm like, boy, there's like shit, like, like pretty much everything has shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because as a kid, I didn't think about that. I was just watching, you know, fighting and into the, the drama of it. But then later on, you start realizing like, oh, shit. Like, and it's, it's, it's a trip because I, I, I said it before, like technically – Apollo was a better fighter or like oh, he was more, yeah. he was more well-versed. It's just that Rocky had that thing that you couldn't like, he had that resiliency where you couldn't break him down. Like he could get fucked up. Like he was more resilient than all the other ones. That's why he got in the situation he was in, you know what I mean? Cause he was more resilient in that way. And then like a true fighter, you know what I mean? He was like a, he was like a true scrapper, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to Apollo, which was like very primped, like a very primpy version of a fighter, super balanced fighter. He was actually more like, mm. you know, how like football, how they have like the like the NFL combine. Right. And they do the stats on all the NFL players. If they were going to do a combine between Apollo and Rocky, Apollo would blow him out the water, you know, and even is because Rocky has his his thing about him, like that iron, the iron cheekness to him, that that's why he can overcome them. You know, you know I mean? uh, not to like mind fuck Rocky now, you know, and, and, and I will Please. say, you know, there is, there is times where I think, I mean, maybe it's one of those things where I do think sometimes the matrix can just reveal itself or maybe the, the, just the, the, whatever you, however you wrote it just was appealing, whatever. But I mean, even thinking about it now, it, did he have to beat Apollo? So he became the balanced person. Was he showing yeah. the fights going up the tree or different aspects? Was he defeating them and becoming them now and taking on that? I mean, <laughs> this can get fucking wild just talking about Rocky. Yeah. The way what you the, just said and everything with the balance the, of Apollo. The titles. Well, yeah, right. Because <laughs> Apollo did, would did fall on. Um, did, didn't he give him his belt? Yeah. the Apollo also. He gave him his belt. Apollo would be associated with gold because he's a sun god. 
Yeah. And he, in on the tree of life, the sun is balance and beauty. It's the middle sphere. So it's just like, yeah, what the, when you were talking about that, I'm like, fuck, this guy's like telling a story of going up the tree and it's Dude. fucking rocky. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> fuck? right? You're making me want to watch. Yeah. Oh, I shit. was man, that was like one of my yeah, that's like one of my all time favorites, bar none, dude, for sure. Classic eighties shit. Oh fuck it. I think all the eighties movies are like classic. Like I'm with all that eighties stuff as opposed to like later on. Like there's something about that where if you had to go into a a vacuum and put it in a vacuum and just pick like a certain like genre era, I would go eighties funny movies all day. Like the goofy eighty movies. Like man, I just love all that dumb shit. All oh, like the too. dumb. All the dumb 80s stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. No, it's yeah, like I a, love that stuff too. I'm probably going to watch Rocky now. It reminded me of like an innocence. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, <laughs> it brings you back to like an innocence of like what it was like in the 80s. Like, you know what I mean? Being when you, when you were able like, to like do something and not worry about 20 other things. You know, you were able to actually watch a movie and enjoy it as a kid because you weren't worried about fucking work, yeah. insurance, and 10 other fucking things at, at the same time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you were kind of able to do what you want for the most part. I don't know how, because you because now no because nowadays like parents won't let the kids out till you know like like they used to let us out till like the, until the sun got you know until it got dark and then that's when you come back home type of thing. And now there's no way in hell a lot of people would do that. It's not the same no more. It's wow, like the totally a world. certain liberation kind of like uh, faded out, you know. So yes, I, I guess I like that shit. It kind of gives like. Nostalgia, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure, the nostalgia. Um, all right, so now, if you don't mind, I guess maybe we'll go on to the next one that you wanted to cover, and then after that, we'll wrap it yeah. up, and we will continue this. Uh, you know, cool, we'll definitely man. continue this. Yeah. So here, after number one, we're going to this orange one, right? Orange is also known as the sacral chakra. And so... Um, in the second chakra, we have the big celestial body of Jupiter. And this big body has expansive nature and is good to work with and call upon when embarking on a new adventure like a business project or if you're looking to expand your resources. It'll help to bring good luck, which is different than fortune because these three get confused. There's fortune, which is like Venus. And then there's regular just luck, like regular luck, which I think is Mercury, like where regular luck can go either way. Either you have good luck or bad luck, right? But with this one, with the sacral, Jupiter, it's actually the, all right? So this is the good luck. And I can see that. This archetype is known as a benefic planet because it's because of its selfless good character and high moral grounds. And things gained by course, and it gains by correct reasoning and peace. So it's like very diplomatic in this way for being a lower chakra. It's like the, the very diplomatic side of the lower chakras, all right? And this is a main avenue for ethics to come into play with the embodiment of oneness and all-encompassing nature, right? So this is where like the lower masculine chakras, this is where there's like the unifier, okay, of this fiery section right because red orange yellow is like a flame right like the mm. like harnessing of oneness in that fire section and so i believe that this is where the concept of christ conscious energy comes into play because from my personal experience when i've done like uh 
just different healing stuff with or without people. And times when I've like, cause I'll talk to myself. Okay. I'm, I might be a little crazy, but the, when I talk to myself and I get these certain, uh, like a certain, when I, sometimes when I talk or when I've done healing things, I get this thing of pure, like oneness. And then sometimes when I'm by myself and I talk and I feel this oneness, I literally feel like I'm like the only one big character mm. in the universe. Mm. And Jesus, because Jesus was all about oneness and like unifying and all that stuff. So I think that this is where like the Christ conscious comes into play. And that's why it gets such a good rap. Like uh, like they call it the benefic planet because it's mm. so uh, like it's morally all encompassing like that. Yeah, when I yeah. when I used to practice magic, uh, I would use Jupiter or Chesed on the Tree of Life for those reasons. It's uh, for more understanding yeah. of God, to contact more of a spiritual, you know, trying to go, you know, higher up, getting closer to God, getting an understanding of Him. Uh, sometimes I would use it to invoke Archangel uh, Zafkiel, who's known as being very close to God. It's just my my own self. When I used that sphere, it really was to kind of like, uh, I guess, get a, a feeling from God. Or to, yeah, it's hard to explain. But I, the same thing yeah. you're saying is the same reason why I would use it. It's a lot. tied to mercy, right, on the tree. Yes, yeah, yeah, and abundance. Yeah. And so, like, that was the whole thing. I wanted no, to have an abundance. Right? Abundance yeah. of a relationship or abundance of knowing of the relationship between me okay. and God. You know, it was, that's yeah. how I was really looking at it. Yeah. And see, like when I've heard the correlation, like recently with you, where you guys talking about uh, like mercy, right? I think about like the right side of, of, uh, of threefolded of, of like Trinity concepts. So the right is the mercy, right? Like, and the mercy, who was known for mercy? Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And so Zeus is tied to Jupiter. Like that's, that's like the, that's like the tie there. And so with Zeus and with Jesus, it's like there, it's the mercy, the mercy side, the mercy pillar, right. As opposed to the severe side. And so, um, that's why it's all about, it has like that good character, you know? And, um, so this orange center and this orange center is like, that's why it's in the middle of the yellow and the red. So it's like you got you got this, the yellow here. And then the, here, the Frankie fear or the fire. When you temper and balance it here in the orange is where you get the divine will or the will of kings. And in terms of the lower chakras, this is where you get that kingly will. Because if you just have all soul urge and individuality, it's going to be too like egocentric. And if you go super primal, you're going to be super animalistic. Like you're going to lose touch with stuff, right? And so if you harness both of those and you push them in here, that's where you get. It ends up being the king later on. You know, you get the like the the divine will. That's so, so funny because you remember before when I had right, mentioned so, uh, when I mentioned the Yad Hey Vod Hey thing before with the king, queen, prince, and princess yeah. on, the, on the bottom of the tree. <laughs> Even though it's on the left side, I do think it's actually more of a male aspect. You have the yellow sphere called uh, Hode, not yellow, orange. Um, now getting into before we get into Mercury or whatever, that color is yellow, and that's also associated with uh, that sphere. In my opinion, going up the tree. That's the prince. 
And then once you mm-hmm. eventually go up, you become the king. So, like, even the colors now, does that have something to do with the fire? You know what I'm saying? And then, I don't know. It's very interesting. The passion, maybe, to become the yeah. king, the spark. The, yeah, maybe the like, spark of fire. I don't know. Seems very weird. The colors yeah, well, and stuff it, that it, you're it, saying, it just all seems to correlate with some something. Yeah, well, like, uh, Jupiter is known for, like, uh, kind of like the higher higher resonance version of the sun. It's almost like after the sun got refined, then you get these concepts of Jupiter. And then that's why it's all about like this moral grounds and like the ethics that give it like that whole things that come with like a Christ consciousness or, or, or a one consciousness. It's like a unification consciousness. Well, like I was even saying before about like uh, how I use the Gita as an example of like kind of like discarding things and stuff. Well, maybe in all of that is what you're doing is actually building your own ethics instead of somebody else's that you've inherently taken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and that's, can, but you have to go up. You have to rise up for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a sign of like a true king is when you did your work. You did your own work. You weren't copying the guy next to you or you weren't forcing something or faking something you just mm-hmm. have you just did what you did and and then that's like a sign of like a, a a kingly sign of someone you know what i mean awesome stuff yeah so and divinely guiding in nature right so divinely guiding in nature is just how we get the divine will and this is where we also get the inspiration of gurus and spiritual helpers like the buddha and like jesus so that's all these guys like the People who've gotten like that spiritual teacher or the guru-y, uh, even though now guru has such a damn bad connotation nowadays, but the guru-y uh, archetype comes from Jupiter. It's like that helper, that divine helper and and showing about oneness because some of the most well, those goddamn have also powerful- A lot of those figures almost lead by example and not lead by telling you what to do. Yeah. And that's the way, that's how, that's like how a true king rolls, you know? And I'm telling you, like some of those uh, oneness experiences that I've had, like I won't, I can't forget them. I can't get them out of my head. Like they're always going to be with me. I can't let it go. And I believe that, I want to call it, if it's Christ consciousness or this oneness consciousness, I believe, like it, to me, it's extremely real. And then it's a part of what keeps me grounded here you know, in this place of duality. And then so, uh, yeah, th- like that's why it's benefic. You know what I mean? And um, in the pixie tricks, uh, the aim of the sage or the goal of the, or the uh, goal of the wise, it says that Jupiter is warm and moist. And I think <laughs> when I think of that, I'm sorry, dude, when I think of that, just, just how you're laughing, what do you think about that? You think about private parts, you know what I'm saying? And that's why it's down here. And then what other, what other, like a what other uh god or whatever is tied to that you could say a hammer he drops a hammer that's also sexual right mm-hmm. and so this, it's like it keeps going back to that sexuality uh the jupiter is like this exchanging um not to give too much away from the moon which will come uh, later on at some other point but in terms of the fire the lower fire the masculine jupiter is the exchange Mm. And then later on, you have different exchanges that happen with the moon, and that's a different exchange. It's a non, it's a more feminine exchange. It's different. It's a, it, it works on more subconscious levels, and but Jupiter is the one that 
you feel the fire, the exchange of the fire. And that's why it's, you know, there's a, you drop in a hammer. Think about the family guy, the family guy cartoons. I don't know if you ever watched mm-hmm. that, but you have the main character feminine. I like, I put that in Venus and then you have Peter. What's another word named for your ding dong. It's your Peter. Right. And so <laughs> it's, it, it goes in jokes. I learned from the universe by these jokes a lot of times and then by breaking down numbers and the and the letters and stuff and so that that shows you about the sacred sexuality from the sacral you know what i mean Mm. you know what's really interesting uh you're saying all this about jupiter now on the tree of life as you're going up um before you technically cross the abyss jupiter would kind of be like the last sphere before you well sorry it's the sphere before you hit Saturn or Bina. Now, in my opinion, that sphere in itself is, yeah, yeah. is the go-between both worlds. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is what you just mentioned. In occultism and in the Kabbalah, Bina is considered the outer robe of concealment and is sometimes linked to a vagina. And that is the sphere right above. There's the one in here. Right above Jupiter, you have Bina. So it's like even you talking about the warm and moist, you know, is it getting ready for that? (laughs) And then that's when my opinion when it comes to sex magic, a lot of that stuff, in my opinion, is actually just more archetypes to tell you other stuff. Yes, people do sick, fucked up shit with sex when it comes to magic, but I really do think a lot of it, has, is just a way to cover up stuff, just like how, you know, they're using in an occultism or Kabbalah as a vagina for Saturn. I really don't think it has anything to do with actual sex. I just think it's kind of showing you directions of energies and something going somewhere. That's it. Yeah, so. it's 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 interesting that you said it's right on on the tree like that. It's right before Saturn, right? And how I kind of gave the, the little the little little mini discrepancy in the beginning i live like believe it to be so like this is just how i how i live it and uh like the dis- one discrepancy is that they'll put jupiter up here but with all the with how i've been tying everything it just doesn't happen to work like that for me for i just so happen to use the moon here you know and then mm. uh, so but uh but there's but but the thing is though it's tied to it because and even in like the planetary rotations i think they're like one after another and then in this whole thing of like all this mythos and all this all these stories, like it's like it's like a sun god. It's always like this. It's always like that. It's always with Jupiter and and Saturn. They're always thinging. They're always there's always the fight for the crown or always the kingly battle. And then that's how that's how we've gotten into all this shit. You know what I mean? Like that's why uh, the later testament of the Bible. I feel is Jupiter based to call it the newer one. Like he came after he, he took the crown. Right. And then, so that's why later on you have in the, in the new Testament, there's no more eye for an eye. There's no more severity mm. like that. It's about, it's about Jesus and it's about Christianity, Christ, Christianity. See, so it's all about, then they etch in those concepts, you know, and that's, that's a, that's Jupiter in the house. You know what I mean? And so right judgment you know, right, right judgment on the right side, the mercy side, and equality in all things, gentleness, truth, 
faithfulness. It's like it won't it won't do you dirty like that. Right? <laughs> all, the, all the all the morals all the morals held in, right? And then that's why it could be because a, a king is like diplomatic, you know. So you have to, have to be fair and you know all that. So that's where the diplomacy comes in, right? And so with the will with the will of the kings and that divine will of the kings it delights in riches and it accumulates them because as you see like throughout time what did they do they expanded like fuck jupiter's expansion right they expanded like fuck in the name of jesus and this is where you see the shadow side because what did they do a lot of times to convert people they probably fucked they wrecked shop they probably killed they there was probably a lot of killings in the name of Jesus, you know what I mean? And then, so it goes both ways. It's like they're preaching, but then they're using this. So here in 3d, in this polarization place, things can get distorted. And that's Mm. why it's okay to figure all this shit out. So you can do your homework and then you can navigate accordingly and not get hung up on shit. I just don't want people to get hung up on shit. If you get hung up on stuff, you can't clear your mind. It sounds like the intro to you sound like the intro to the occult rejects right now. I mean, that's exactly Yeah, man. Without if you can't clear your mind, you won't you know, be able to to go accordingly. Like you won't be able to be receptive and then to be creative. Like, it, like you're gonna get stifled. Yeah, you're gonna be stuck you know? in the bullshit, and you won't be. And able so, to. Uh, in terms of Jupiter, yeah, you'll be like either you'll be too much in the past or too much in the future, and then there's anxiety that comes with that. So it's like, <laughs> how can you really be in the past, or how can you really be in the future? To be there, supposedly, even though it's kind of not there, that's anxiety by definition. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fucking great, man. Yeah. yeah. And you know uh, like, you know what? No. I, I, Helen, I totally agree with you. I think Jupiter is associated with the Wheel of Fort- Fortune card, too. But one thing I did want to throw in real quick, you mentioned... Ah! Uh, <laughs> he had it already. Um, one uh, thing I, I did want to mention... Look how round it is. Look, yeah. look, how, look how big and round it is. I, and, yeah, it's like very jovial, right? It's like, uh, and you yeah, remember dude. before how you mentioned yeah, expansion or expansing or you know an expansion? I mean, not to get perverted or whatever, but I mean, again, go back to you know how you mentioned Peter before. Yeah, I mean, uh, your dick will yeah, get expansive that, uh, when it gets a hard on. That yeah. is male energy rising in a sense. What what do what do people think about when they say, "Hey, I'm finna drop a hammer." <laughs> what i mean they're not talking about a sex okay i mean let's let's be honest dropping a hammer means you want to you know what i mean yeah and so uh yeah that's how that comes you if if we were if we were going to a bar right all of us at a party and we're walking into a bar jupiter is that jovial happy one that it says all right guys rounds on me i'm getting these rounds like drink like he's at least getting the first round at least <laughs> at least if not he's gonna get three or four rounds or five rounds like that's like jupiter is like no no we're we're doing it big today we're going all out we're doing it real grande real you know jupiter's that jupiter's that guy it's like very abundant very abundant like that like mm-hmm. how saturn is the opposite like very shady very cutting this is like the abundant, like, no, like we got it big today. Like we're going to, you know, like, girl, you want cheese on that burger? We're going to put cheese on that burger. Like that type of mentality, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, that was good. <sighs> yeah, man. And so um, although our brain is in our head, right? And we talked about the reptilian brainstem earlier. 
you can see another another form of a brain because of how it takes in all this. It it receives hella energy. You know that gut feeling? That's like a brain, an organ of a brain. That's like your gut. So it's tied to there. And then in terms of correlation with organs, like the actual organ it's correlated with is the liver. The liver is the biggest organ. So here we go with big, you know, with that kind of stuff. Mm. And then your gut, it's like a, it, it, the Jupiter is like its own brain. And then if, and this is the beginning, because before they were like, when I heard about that Jupiter stuff, I was like, how is that true? And I thought it was like the moon, but see, it keeps going up here. But here's the thing. Before you get psychic like that, like being able to travel out there, you have to be psychic with your gut intuition, with your mm. gut feeling. That comes first, right? Once you start honing in on your gut feeling, then you can start doing the other, the 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 feminine versions or whatever, right? And so uh, it's funny so you mentioned like intuition. Another- if if you were to go after this show, as, as silly as this is going to sound. Go listen to Jules' song, Intuition, or go look at the video and watch the video and read the lyrics. Um, that chick, yeah, was, that chick was telling you something then. <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds. See? And like, these people, they all know. Like, th- these people are no slouches, man. Like, whether people figure it out sooner than later, it's put out there for a damn reason. Like, and it always, it, 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 it makes sense. You know what I mean? So, that good old gut feeling. Is telling you something, relaying messages on some instinctual level. All right. And here, here we go again with the freaky kind of stuff. So although Zeus was married to the Titan Metis and uh and and Hurrah, he was basically infamous for like kind of shape-shifting his incarnations. And he would have hella different incarnations or of different versions of himself in order to bag hella chicks. In order to freaking make love to so many different goddess chicks. Oh, he's a fucking like, vampire. Yeah. Goes from a bat to a human and every bitch wants to fuck him now. Yeah. And then <laughs> he would go, you know, it was like, oh, what? That person likes a bear. I'm going to turn into a bear. Oh, that person likes a lion. I'm going to turn into a lion. Oh, you like a snake? Oh, I can be a snake too. And then that's how he was known for infamous for having, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, Apollo was one, Artemis, Dionysus. When they say, when I heard about Dionysus recently uh, on a TikTok, someone said that he was Jesus, that Dionysus was Jesus. And then now that I'm here, well, we're saying that Jesus is the Jupiter archetype and then Dionysus is the Jupiter archetype. So they fell under the same archetype. You know what I mean? But basically that's where all that freaky, like fiery kind of stuff comes from because only someone like that would think about that. Uh, Like the Sun is too caught up in himself to feel his own shine like that. Mars, that's not really Mars's thing. You know, it's more like loyal in a way. But the freakier one like that is definitely is definitely Jupiter. You know what I mean? Mm, no, I can agree with so, that. So here we got the wheel. And look how big and fat the wheel is, right? So it means you're about to hit it big with something pertaining to good luck or prosperity, right? And so it basically means that you're winning. This card means that you're winning some kind of like Wheel of Fortune, right? Earlier I was saying that fortune, the actual fortune itself, I consider that more Venus. That means you're getting a bunch of good luck fortune, right? Uh, Mercury can be more tricky, so that's either the up or down of luck, you know, but this is the straight up good luck that means you're winning, and that's it. Well, you know, Venus, Venus is underneath on this right pillar. Venus would be underneath 
that sphere on the tree. So it's even on the uh, same side. Okay. See, and there's see, I like it. It, it. it it ties it freaking nice, dude. Like this is how you know, like you know, we're not just talking out our asses. You know, I know, I'm loving it. this. I think you this is great. It around, you can tie it around in different ways, <laughs> and it still make it resonate still. You know what I mean? And then so, how you're winning? No, oh, no. Jupiter's a winner. Zeus is a he got on top of the pantheon. He was a winner. Like how I said, they're all alphas, but he was the alpha that won and that had the test of time because of his diplomacy, and he he held the reins like to be on top of the mount uh, of the mountain, you know. And so he took it from from Saturn, taking the crown. That's why the like it got separated like that. The in you know, Saturn and dispensing justice, order, right? So think about this. When I think of Saturn, I think of like the opposite of order. It's more like chaos and karma, right? So this one, the orderly side, right? That's why it gets like uh, the reputation as a good guy. Right? Yeah, well, even with uh, so, with Jupiter, when you start getting into the Kabbalah with like Chesed, the falls on Chesed, the magical image would be like a, you know, like a, a mighty king sitting in his chair, almost like the emperor. And it's supposed to be like a... Utopia. Everything is supposed to be perfect and as is, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. It's like nice, nice. You know how like, oh, everything, like it's just all good. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Why, that's why a trap, uh, unfortunately, but you got to, you got to, I got to tell it how it is. Unfortunately, that's why a trap, if you buy too much into it, is that Christ consciousness thing. Just how I was dealing with like a too far off the deep end with that kind of stuff. You're going to be that self-righteous or spiritual bypassy, chasing your own tail. And that's just as dangerous as someone getting into like what you call dark, dark shit. It's just as dangerous in its own way. It's just painted a different color. I agree with you. But it's still, it can still throw you off kilter from not being real. And we're all real, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) We are. (laughs) To an extent, yes, we are. (laughs) I agree with that. So, all right. So now I'm going to talk about uh, uh, tin. Tin is the the metal element. You know, iron was for Mars. Here we so for me, I've talked about the Wizard of Oz before, like the Yellow Brick Road. Uh, I embrace like middle path. It's to me, it's more a matter of hedging your bets as opposed to middle path. You know, poker talk, but or even sports betting. I'm more of a guy of hedging my bets. That's why I'm Louis that eleven. I want both. Like I want both on either side. I, I want both at the same time in the way that my timing is supposed to get it. All right. So I think about the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz here. All right. One of his main fears. What's a main fear of Tin? To get rusty. Right. How do you get rusty? You get old. Mm. What's the adversary? What is old tied to? Kronos, the old man father time. So once again, Tin's element is old man father time. See how they're always like, they're always like freaking squaring up. They're always Mm. duking it out. And then once you can kind of see how that play, it's all a play. Once you see how that play interacts, then you can really feel comfortable about the sides you're taking in life. And then you can embrace like a neutrality. That's like a superpower. Neutrality and even mm. dis. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is. Discernment. Once you have a little grab, be able to grab discernment. Because with all this information and all the stuff that we learn and how we and just with life in general, without discernment, it's like you're, you're pretty screwy, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, neutrality will give you that power. 
in order to start to be able to discern, you know, that's why people like, that's why you advocate meditation. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you think is one of the benefits of that? It clears your mind. You get a sense of neutrality. And yeah, I was just going to just gonna say it's it, to actually be neutral to shit, to be totally honest yeah, with you sometimes. Yes, That's all it is. It's yes. just not to fucking care about something that really you don't need to care about. Yeah. <laughs> like, clear like, your mind. Like, like, we know we have, you know, dare to cook tonight and laundry to do tomorrow, but you're, this is not the time to be thinking about that. You know, it's like you're harnessing your power. And then with this spirituality stuff, it's, that's important, man. It's like an overlooked thing. Just be, just instead of getting overwhelmed or bombarded with like knowledge, knowledge, info, 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 it's going to be uh, just way too stimulated. You know what I mean? Stimulation overload. You know mm. what I mean? And uh, I'm like, a, you know, I'm not perfect. Like I, I freaking fall to it too, but that's why I pace myself, you know, and I try to, and I ground myself, you know what I mean? So. You know, real so, quick, you mentioned something before. Uh, did you mention something about like how you think the moon is more associated with the head, but people say Jupiter, or you said that you've seen Jupiter? Yeah, like uh, like maybe if you do it with the chakras, like in terms of the tree, they might say that it's the the like right here, you know. But uh, I put it I put it down here with the Peter and yeah, with the fire, yeah. and and then I I make this a uh, this is the moon, and then what I've what I've seen is that a lot of people confuse the moon with uh, the pineal gland, which is like right in the middle, like right in the middle of our heads. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And then once you, once you get your centers and you're going and you go up, up here, the pineal, which is in the middle. And then that will help finally activate the crown, which is like, kind of like, imagine if we were a dolphin that has like a blowhole, it's right yeah. here, this pin, kind of like where a baby has a soft spot, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the entrance of the crown. Yeah, this is that's so the entrance of the cosmic, the cosmic consciousness, the finalizer. It's like the initiator was here, the moon to start to get to those realms, like to help like the gateway, the gateway. And then the pineal gland is the one that does like that work, like a, like a surfing, a trans surfing, if you will. And then once you're aligned, that's why the crown actually doesn't do shit. I learned that the last one really is this one. This is the one that really is the gateway. This one actually doesn't do shit. It's more of like alignment. A king doesn't oh, do yeah, shit. Yeah. That's why it's the crown, right? A king, a king, you don't do, you sit on your throne like a king. You don't do shit, right? And then all you do as a king is be in alignment. I, and if I, you're I, in alignment with yeah. your crown, boom, you'll get hella shit. Boom, you'll get hella information. That's where people say, oh, download, download. That's all that shit. I've always... when you have these epiphany moments. Yeah, oh. Or, or you just feel like unreal, like something is so, it's so real that it's unreal. That's when your crown was in alignment with, with all the rest of the stuff. It's like, it's like the final barometer that even there in your crown, if you're balancing your crown, then that barometer will, you'll explode out from your, your quote unquote little blowhole here. If you will, I, I give the analogy of that. Like no, a, I, I think that's you know, a great way to like put one it. Of the smartest answer. I think that's a great way to put it. Cause I have often thought, I, I really do think as crazy as this sounds, when it comes to magic, you are pop, you're opening your pineal gland, which is inside your head. And I think the top chakra is more of where are you choosing to go? It's, it's hard to explain, but it's like, the magics, I think, has already happened here. Up here is just determining where you're going with that. I, 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 hard to explain. 
Um, but the thing I brought up before, yeah. why I asked you about Jupiter at the head. Now, maybe that is also correct because I'm having this idea, this vision in my head, and I'll explain it. Um, have you ever seen, I'll use this as an example so nobody takes it as me pointing fingers at anybody. Have you ever seen uh, Signs, the movie Signs? They wore tinfoil hats, correct? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, oh. in that movie, they thought that oh. there was aliens out there. They wore tinfoil oh. hats, and I have seen tinfoil hats where people even have something a little phallic sticking out of the, sticking out of the yes. top, too. Pointy. So, oh. I don't know, that whole thing Dude, that you were just saying right there yeah. made me think there of tinfoil hats. It's fucking yeah. weird. Well, Jupiter, Jupiter is always banging on Saturn's door. Mm. So a, a foil phallic. And from what head. I learned, like you know how the stuff of like of like of like how of of, of like how uh, Lucifer tried to like take over the throne of his dad. That's kind of like a similar story where Jupiter was the son of of uh, Saturn, and then he he took he wanted to fight for that crown, and he took it over eventually. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like a yeah, that's that's, weird. that's kind of a story for that. No, I just thought that because I'm thinking of like yeah, phallic but, phallic stuff because we're talking about phallic stuff, and then you're talking about tin, and then you're talking about the head. I'm like, yeah. fuck! I've seen tinfoil hats that look like they got a fucking yeah. thing coming out of the top. That makes sense. It's yeah. fucking weird. There's but... Yeah, there, there's something to that. Uh, I just so for some reason, I think that's more. I think that's more for. And then I guess for chakras, I like, I still feel the, because the thing is, though, the reason why I keep it like that with Jupiter as the sacral and then the moon over here is because later on, when I try to put the moon there, there's too many aspects of like the moon's subconscious psychic powers that I, it, it, it like, it like, I'm not able to piece it together. But then when I put the moon here, it all makes sense with like the, the, like the silver, like the silver cord, how there's like, you surf your pineal gland. And then so that's kind of why. Uh, but at the same time, they both develop psychic skills. It's just that one one is feminine, one is watery, mm -hmm. and then the other psychic skill of your gut is masculine and 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 fiery. You know, so they both do that in a sense. You put them together, um, what do you yeah. get? The Prince of Air. <laughs> get that that evaporation. Uh huh. And you get some air yeah. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 See. That's a that's a combustion in its own way, you know, yeah. in its own way for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I think uh, I think that was pretty much what I got for uh, awesome. okay for Jupiter because I had I had ended on the whole on my joke with the whole bar thing, but I kind of I got too excited and I said, that "Oh, earlier, I'm sorry." But, yeah, I no, probably no, no, fucked no, you but, up into decking no, too much. Jupiter, no, but it was the perfect timing Jupiter's always that guy. Jerry O'Bunnett, like, hey, like, I got, like, dinner's on me, guys. Like, we're like, you know, order that steak. Party you know, time. Everything's them, great. Everything's great. You know, uh, two rounds. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, it's like very jovial, very jovial. And then with Jupiter, that's where you get, uh, like, jolly. And then Jupiter's into jokes and laughing. That's where you get that from. And think about this. When you see karmic shit, like, that could wreak havoc on you, like, seemingly, let's just use the word seemingly, like, from, from Saturn, What's the best thing to combat that with mercy is laughter. Mm. So that's why the Christ consciousness, in a sense, is a huge advocate for laughter. I even heard back in the day, God, a long time ago, that even Jesus was into like, like uh, 
what do you call it? Like a slapstick comedy? You know how like the three, <laughs> like, the, like, the three awesome. stooges, like like the three stooges and all that shit? Jesus was into that. I I had heard that. So think about that's why he would be into that, because he's into goofy, slapstick, funny. Like, you know what I mean? And like it's like the opposite of that severity of Saturn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah, like another and, thing. And, so and, you know, that's why laughter is super important. And if you think about it, if you if you can't laugh, you won't you won't be able to forgive. You know, and forgiveness is also like a superpower. It's just I'm learning that you have to know how to forgive. Like it's a very certain way to forgive in a sense by covering your bases and still not losing. Like you have to still be able to forgive, but still have yourself empowered because sometimes people do it and they do it mm. in a way to like be a martyr. And then that's not good because then you'll be like a doormat. That's that's not really the business, you know. Mm. So. You know, real, real quick before we wrap it up, I, I think it was interesting, again, that you mentioned kind of like a trickster or somebody who likes to joke around a lot. A again, when I was saying the, the yes, <laughs> when I was saying the yad hey var hey formula, I still, even though it's on the female pillar, I do for some reason think Hode is the prince. And where I think he starts to become king is over at Chesed, which you're saying bringing up, you know, humor and stuff. Well, Mercury, or where the prince is, that's known as a trickster as well. So, like, you're kind of taking a higher arc and keeping a little mm. bit of that trickster still, but maybe in a different way. It's just funny how, like, I'm seeing yes. connections between these yeah. things that I've said before. So, uh, yeah, there's something else just to that, think about. That's pretty, yes. pretty cool, man. Yeah, no, that reminds me of later on. I'll, I can give, like, a mini preview into, like, our future shit, but, like, what you just broke down right now, how they kind of like, 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 uh, what's the word? But like they just kind of, off like, of each other have a little bit sense. of, yes, they, they kind of bounce off each other like that in a way with a little bit of the essence. Uh, later on, obvious uh, does that with Mercury. It, it does that a lot too. And it's very prevalent in our lives. It, yeah, it's pretty interesting because, and it makes sense though, because, you know, once you bounce, once you leave something, you have a little bit of that resonance there. So it kind of makes sense too. You know, you don't just completely just leave willy-nilly like that, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess like I said, like we said before, we'll probably end it here. Uh, I thought this was, I mean, it's a long episode. It went by fucking fast as fuck for me. I thought it was great. I truly, truly enjoyed covering this topic with you. Yeah, and, I didn't know. I didn't think, yeah. I mean, I. And I can't yeah, wait to it's, actually. It's better than the opposite because, you know, when time's going by. When time's going by slow, that's how you know something's yeah, jacked up. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. When you're just like, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. No. So at least, at least we had it happen faster. That, at least that means we're in a good place. You know? Oh hell yeah! No, I, I think this was. Thank you, <laughs> Helen. I agree with you, Helen. I think this was a superb episode. Um, no, I am truly you, happy with the way it went. And to be totally honest with you, I'm actually kind of happy I'm going to turn it into a small series because it's just more content that I can cover with just, you know, it's a topic. Yeah. I, I think be, this will be great, yeah. and I think it will be a banger, dude. Uh, I yeah. really appreciate you coming on and, and doing this topic with me. Thank you so much, Louie, for real. You know, I I, I oh, thought this this was on, this was good shit. This was good talks. This is this is what it's all about, my man. Two people coming you know, together and just I, tossing their ideas together and seeing what they get out of it. You know. Yeah, we're no, I shit. I I I really appreciate you uh, having me on, dude. I really appreciate. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you Fuck that. Yeah, this was great. <laughs> and uh, 
different and i think that's what and that's what makes it good because then we can bounce stuff uh off each other and that's then how we learn. i'm learning too i'm that's learning too learn. you know what i mean like yeah. i'm piecing it together too so yeah it's yeah dude right on bro anytime you want me you just you just you freaking dial me up and uh Use the bat signal, and then I'll, I'll look up in the sky, and I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll make my way to Gotham City. You know, my man. I was saying before, I was saying before, real quick, that like New York, I consider New York like like the real Gotham, like the real yeah, Gotham right? City. Yeah. Okay, right. And especially lately, when I go downtown and I go by my city hall in San Francisco here, I'm like, God damn it, dude, this place is Gotham City Junior. So like you know, so we're 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 just at different ends of this shit, you know. But but we're here, you know what I mean. So thank yeah, you. East meets west, and <laughs> I you love know that. from Gotham City to Gotham City Junior, because that's what it is too. When you look at it's a <laughs> oh, scene, man. scene out there. You it looks like a movie, and they're doing all this shit right outside City Hall. You wouldn't believe that. You wouldn't believe this shit that you see outside City Hall. You it's it's a fucking scene, dude. Yeah, so right on, bro. Anytime you want. Oh, no, for sure. No, I mean, after this, we'll we'll figure out and set a date to do part two. So, I mean, we're we're definitely finishing this, my man. Even if it takes three or four parts, we're going to finish this. God damn it, we're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, Let everybody know, please, again, Louie, let everybody know your show and where they can find it at, sir. Yeah, so my show is uh, Uncanny Mystic Minds Podcast. And I'm pretty much on all major uh, platforms. Uh, Spotify has the video. Uh, my IG is Uncanny Mystic Minds, uh, and then even my email at Gmail is the same thing. Minds, if you have any questions, inquiries, or if you want to uh, be a guest on the show, I'm all about I'm all about how we did, just freaking sharing stuff and learning and having fun, and uh, and I think that everyone, like we're all unique, we're all different, but uh, kind of like in a fraction, how there's a de- like the denominator on the bottom. Mm. No matter what numbers on top as a numerator, we all have the same denominator. Yes. We all have the same common denominator. So there's always something that we can gain from each other. Fuck I don't yeah. care who it is. Like, even if it's to do the opposite of you. I agree. That there's I agree. something there's like, and so that's, that's a part of what makes like, once you, once you recognize that and then you can freaking help yourself and maybe help others. Mm. You know? mm. I totally agree with you, my man. Um, after the show, if you don't mind, because I think I only put in your Spotify and your Instagram. If you want to send me your any other links or any other contacts after the show, I will add them to the notes. So, uh, yeah, all of Louis' stuff will be in the show notes. Go check his show out and keep an eye open for part two of this banger series. <laughs> Louis, Thank you so much for coming on again, man. For real, Thank I had you guys a for I had a great fucking time with you. I thought this was an amazing talk. I learned from you. You learned from me. I'm sure the listeners got something out of it, and that's all I can ask for. I think this was amazing, and thank you. Um, thank you, bro. And right until on. the next one, everybody be well. Later. <laughs>